With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. The Fantasy Football Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $100 at WinBet and get a $100 free bet. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. We're also brought to you by the SGPN Merch Store. From now until Tuesday, you can get 20% off when you use promo code NFC beast. That's NFC B E A S T. And welcome in to the fantasy football podcast. I am your host, Justin Bruni. I'm joined tonight by Mr. Andrew Robb, the TD King and Mr. Sage Alvarez. How are we doing gentlemen? Fantastic week three, just as expected. Uh, everybody who you think is going to win loses and everyone who you think is going to lose wins. It's crazy out there. Absolutely. How are we doing Sage? Doing great. Uh, just as expected, uh, you know, Raiders give up 24 points uh, in the first half and the second half to give up zero and they lose, you know, just as expected. <laughs> uh, it was pretty, pretty brutal, uh, especially the the way that that game ended. You know, you get all those shots at the end zone, you know, uh, eight attempts, actually eight attempts in the red zone. And then you still can't pull off the two pointer. Uh, I mean, it, it felt like it was just going to go to overtime. It just kind of felt like it was destined. Right. But yeah, we had a whole mess of games today. Uh, my Bears won. That was, was pretty solid. It wasn't pretty in fact i will say it was pretty damn ugly but w is a w you know i'll, I'll take what w i can get is we, a w that's right and we got the giants next week so i'm loving the friendly early schedule thus far so i'm, I'm feeling pretty good but we have a lot to get into tonight so we're going to jump right into our recaps you know every sunday night we're going over our instant analysis we're breaking down the week's game so that we know how to instantly react to week four guys that we're looking to sell, guys that we're looking to buy, and of course, throughout the rest of the season, right? Like we're talking long-term value, short-term value. So we're going to get right into it here. I know right now we got the uh, the 49ers and Denver dueling. We got uh, 49ers up 7-3, to three, closing in on halftime. Looks like a pretty good game here, uh, but we're going to go into the recap. So we're looking at this most recent game that finished, Packers and Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Andrew, what was your instant reactions from this game? Uh, Brady definitely needs Mike Evans out there for sure uh, for him to be successful for fantasy. Uh, the, the other takeaway, big one for me, is uh, Dub's usage. Eight for eight, 73 and a touchdown. Love mm -hmm. that. You know, with Christian Watson being out, uh, I really, uh, you know, liked what Dub's did for filling in there. And I think he I think he has a, a case for himself to be the number two wide receiver in, in Green Bay behind Lazard. Um, mm -hmm. You know, so 
those are the instant reactions. Um, you know, I, I've loved Lazard's usage as well. You know, I, I think that Rogers, you know, having the trust in Lazard showed today that he can go to him when he when he needs to. Um, I, I would have mm -hmm. liked to have more targets his way today, but I think, you know, bigger days are, are coming for him. And that's somebody that I would like to go buy right now if I can, you know, on the low. Mm -hmm. Um Nice volume for, for Tunyon as well. You know, the Green Bay, it, it, it was an ugly game. You know, there wasn't, you know, this wasn't a fantasy bonanza by any means, but right. Green Bay played solid. And I think, you know, the, there's going to be weeks that Aaron Jones, Tunyon, Lazard, you know, a bunch of those guys have big weeks. So I'm, I'm mm -hmm. going to try to buy low on Green Bay if at all possible. Um, you know, on the Tampa side, Fournette, you know, he continues to stay pretty steady with the volume. Uh, you know, I, I like that they – really just use him in, in every role on that offense. You know, it's not somebody that I was really big on before the season, but I do see the value in him now. You know, obviously, if you can go buy him, you know, it might be a good option. Or if you have Rashad White and you want to have the full, you know, uh, duo there, it's probably mm -hmm. a good buy for you as well. But um, outside of that, the only other thing that I kind of really caught my eye was I think that there really is a 50-50 split here with Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon. You know, obviously Aaron Jones is, is more productive than A.J. Dillon has been, but the the split has all, all but been 50-50 for them. So, you know, if it's somebody if, – if you need running back help and don't want to spend up to get Aaron Jones, you might be able just to go get Dillon on the cheap this week. What did you think about that, this matchup, Sage? I was just really surprised by how sloppy the Buccaneers play at the end, especially with mm -hmm. the delay the delay game. Uh, when the game's on the line, it doesn't sound like a, a team that's very uh, disciplined when the time comes. And mm -hmm. it's a good learning experience early on, but uh, they definitely have a lot to clean up. Um, I particularly thought that the, the Packers run game just was – it's there, but I, I, I'm thinking that, that A.J. Dillon is going to be – um, it's going to be a lot better once I think uh, later on the season. I think he's just he's going to keep improving. I think that the 50-50 split is going to get him confidence to keep going later on in the season. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, quarterback play was pretty mediocre here. There's no real you know reactions from Brady and and Rodgers. They did what they did. You know, Brady had 42 attempts. Rodgers 35, a little bit more efficient, but did throw an interception. Uh, Brady did have, um, you know, Russ Gage is his main target, 12 for 87 and a touchdown. Sell candidate right now, I'd say, right? I mean, if you can get whatever you can for him, you're going to have Godwin coming back. You're going to have Mike Evans coming back. Julio is inactive in this one. Um, moving over to Dubes or Dobbs, however they're pronouncing it this week on television. Uh, really, really good buy candidate because you still do have Sammy Watkins coming back. You still do have Christian Watson coming back. So I really don't think that that cost will be very high. If he's on your waivers, I feel like in a lot of leagues he will be. He is a, a definite uh, target. Uh, coming off of the waivers, you don't want to spend too much of uh, like your fob percentage by any means. Uh, but I do think that he should be, you know, owned. Like he, he shouldn't be available off of the waivers for free. Um, and yeah, I mean, a lot of these guys like Cole Beasley, three for twelve. Uh, Brait five for fifty-two. You know, Kyle Rudolph even had some action. These these guys are mostly roster cloggers. It's kind of tough to take away a lot from the Buccaneers when they're missing so many pieces. Like three of their top four wide receivers were not in this game. Uh, Russ Gage actually didn't have the best start. He finished really well in this one. Um, liked, liked what he did, but again, he's not a guy that you're going to really feel comfortable starting week in and week out going forward. Uh, man, that that fumble from Jones was brutal. That that should have been a, a walk-in. Well, maybe not a walk-in touchdown. He would have come pretty close, but yeah, that, that was brutal. That one hurt me for sure. Uh, I had like three fumbles on one roster, and he was a part of it, so I'd like to see him get that cleaned up a little bit. Uh, he kind of got stacked, you know, got hit from the front, hit from the back on it, so it's a little bit more forgiving, but... Uh, that's pretty much all I had. Lazard was 
kind of similar to last week, right? Like not a ton of volume, but did find Pater. That's a good thing. You want to kind of continue to see that, that he's a priority in the red zone because other than the running backs, who is there, right? Um, I do think that Watkins will be kind of a hamper on some of the production from these other receivers going forward. Very similar to Randall Cobb. I don't, I don't know where he comes from with his with his random production. I think he had like one for 40 some odd yards and then um, like another short one or whatever, but feels like he's going to be kind of like a pain going forward. So um, yeah, I would say gauge, sell candidate, Dylan, maybe a buy low candidate after this week if you can. I think his cost is definitely going to be less than it would be say like preseason. So uh, yeah, take what you can from that, and we're going to move on to the next game. Uh, Atlanta and Seattle, pretty fun one. I, I enjoyed watching this one. I was uh, driving back from Illinois to Maryland today. Uh, what were your guys' instant reactions to this one? Start with Andrew. Uh, well, I was sweating this one out pretty hard at the end because I did pick the Falcons as one of my survivor picks in a bit, very big survivor Ooh. pool. Yeah, it was It was one this that I This is not the game against. to do that, sir. <laughs> well... Is- I wanted to go against the grain and, you know, this game and the Chicago-Houston games, uh, Mm -hmm. for Survivor anyway, were games I was targeting because I knew not a lot of people wanted to use them. And honestly, Mm -hmm. these are four teams that I don't really want to use moving forward against other teams, so I'd rather use them against themselves. And luckily, I got lucky that the Falcons pulled it out. Um, Mm -hmm. Fantasy reaction, you know, uh, Marcus Mariota is kind of like a a poor man's Alex Smith that that can run. He's like a game manager, right? I love it. He, he isn't going to throw the game away for you, you know, no pun intended there. Um, <laughs> but, but he's also not going to go out and win you games. You know, this is somebody I think that is, you know, again, like people are probably only starting in two QB leagues, maybe super mm-hmm. flex leagues, stuff like that. Uh, you know, so I thought he was fine. Geno Smith, again, you know, very similar to Marcus Mariota, you know, had a had an OK game. Um, it was kind of surprising to me how much Seattle threw the ball today. You know, the, the mm-hmm. game was pretty close and Gino threw what? For, yeah. 44 attempts. I mean, that's, that's pretty crazy to be honest. I mean, considering why Russell Wilson left this offense, right? Pete, Pete Carroll wants to run the ball and, mm-hmm. and they did kind of the opposite of that today. So it was a little surprising there. Um, Cordero Patterson beast mode today, 17 for 141 and a touchdown. I mean, fantastic. That's not somebody I was really high on before the season and Same. I'm not, I, you know, I don't think that this production is going to last, you know, 141. I don't think he's going to do that on a weekly basis. So 150 honestly, all purpose. Uh, <laughs> like, yeah. Come on. No, no, I agree. He's a sell candidate for me. hundred uh, percent. Yep. I was going to bring that up. I would sell him right now if you can. Yeah. Um, I'd sell him for AJ Dillon, you know, honestly, sure, there you go. Um, so if somebody's looking to do that, I would definitely do that. Uh, on the receiving side, you know, thank God Kyle Pitts was uh you know noticed back. on the field today yeah like the coaching staff finally realized hey you know what this dude's pretty good we should probably throw yeah. him the ball um it, it was a little weird you know in the first drive he had like 35 37 yards something like that and then it kind of mm-hmm. tapered off for a little bit and then he came back again and you know finished five for 87 you know i was hoping that he'd get a touchdown in there too to really put the icing on the cake for today but um it was good usage uh, i actually had a buddy text me today b- before the games and said should i trade aj dillon for kyle pitts and I told him to do it. I said, if you're going to do it, do it now because it's not going to be available to you after Kyle Bitts has a, you know, has a good game this week. So, exactly. uh, he, you know, he went and did that. Um, Drake London, again, pretty good game, you know, uh, three receptions, 54 yards and a touchdown. Love to see that. You know, he just continues to have a pretty good uh, rookie season uh, on the Seahawks, you know, Lockett and Metcalf, the, the Seahawks passing offense today reminded me of the Bengals with how 
honed in on two guys they were. You know, uh, 12 targets and 11 targets for Metcalf and Lockett. Mm-hmm. Five for 64 and a touchdown for Metcalf. Nine for 76, no touchdown for Lockett. You know, good usage for both those guys. Honestly, if I had Lockett, I'd, I would probably sell him after this performance if you can. Metcalf, mm-hmm. I may hold on to because I do think that, you know, if anybody's going to really break out here in Seattle, it's going to be Metcalf. So outside of that, everybody else just kind of was there in the game, didn't really have any fantasy value personally in my eyes. So, um, right. you know, but, but very, very interesting game, very entertaining for for two, you know, less than ideal teams. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I agree. Uh, what do you think about this one, Sage? And specifically with the quarterbacks, if they're available on your waiver wire, which one would you want, Gino or Mariota? I'm going to go with Marcus Mariota. And I think that uh, with the, the chemistry with, with him and Pitts, uh, I think mm-hmm. that that deal can really do some damage. I, I think this is only the, they're only scratching the surface. I think that you got to it, – and it's not – too fair for Marcus Mariota, but but it's really in reality he has to prove himself really well. I mean, he only has a year until what the Falcons can look to get another quarterback next year. So I think it's a, mm-hmm. uh, I think when you're gonna see this season, uh, it's gonna be a little. I, I knew the chemistry wasn't always gonna be there, especially with uh, Kyle Pitts. You know, uh, not 100. percent So now that he's like now they're actually connecting, I think that they're gonna be going uh, doing some wonderful things. I think that. Uh, if you already have haven't bought on Kyle Pitts, you you, you better buy them now uh, before mm-hmm. his price skyrockets uh, in a couple weeks. Yeah, absolutely. And and, uh, and I, I would I would Gino is is proving a lot of people uh, wrong. I, I do I, I want to give him props because I do think that uh, a lot of people thought he would be a lot worse than what he's, he's come out with, and uh, I want to just commend him. I know he gave the intercession late late in the game, but uh, mm-hmm. he's been doing a lot better than what people thought he was going to do. No, I absolutely agree. He he has been actually uh, pretty solid. I don't know about for fantasy. He hasn't really given me that confidence yet that I want to you know get him into my lineup by any means. But yeah, you know, as far as you know, trying to win a football game, I uh, can't really knock him. I mean, they've been pretty decent. Uh, one possession away in this one, it was a one point spread. So I mean, it's pretty 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 much that that narrative the entire game, right? It was it was a, a tight race all the way through here. He, he, um, he, ha- he has like a Ryan Fitzpatrick feel. Like he feels like uh, you're not you're not getting some guy that's like you know going to be your franchise QB, but he mm-hmm. can come in for a team in that gap year and you know compete. And I think that Gino proved proved that he can do that. I don't he's, I don't necessarily think he takes your team above, mm-hmm. but he could keep it like where. You know, let the players on your team win the game. Like let Metcalf and lock it. I mean, he had he he in a way he should be locking onto them because I I don't know if he gets the ball into those other players in those tight spots where I mean it right. could be open, but I think he just needs to trust his talent on the team. Yeah, I, I agree with that. We're looking at Lockett and Metcalf, honestly, right now I feel like they're both sell sell candidates. I don't really trust the Seahawks to be able to put up this type of passing production week in and week out. Geno Smith might be a nice story for them. You know, you like that that passing volume, but again, it was a good matchup for both sides for Mariota and Smith. The defenses on both sides were just completely missing in this game here. Um, I would sell Patterson as well. Between the two quarterbacks, I would be looking to pick up a, a Mariota off the waiver wire if possible. Someone that I would like to stash on my bench. Definitely want to buy Kyle Pitts. Drake London doesn't really feel buyable right now, but if you can, definitely work him into a trade. Feels like he has a very safe floor. He might have the best connection with Mariota of any of these pass catchers. I mean, Kyle Pitts, great day today. He had seven targets last week. You like the progress here, but Drake London really feels like he's the guy. Even with just with the three catches today, uh, he looked really good. Um, obviously less passing volume. They were running a lot, Cordell Patterson, et cetera, right? Um, so I think that that'll balance itself out. We saw Patterson start well in week one, kind of, you know, 
came down uh, back to earth in week two, we could see something similar in week four where he's just kind of like ebbing, flowing throughout the season, which makes him a very viable sell candidate. Um, we'll move on to the next game, but really quick, what did you think about Rashad Penny, Andrew? Oh, Can man. Yeah. It, I, I, again, I want to steer clear of the running mm -hmm. backs in Seattle. I, I don't really want either one of them, Walker or Penny. Um, I, sure. I think Penny played okay, but again, it was against Atlanta. You know, their defense is not stout by any means. So mm -hmm. I, I'm not going to buy him. If I had him, I would definitely sell him. I, I you know, I, I don't really want anything to do with him. I think that they were fine best ball candidates. You know, you never know which mm -hmm. one is going to pop off, but for, for regular redraft and, and, even Dynasty, I, I don't really want anything to do with them. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right, we're going to go 2-8. I, I don't know what you would get for them if you did sell them. Yeah. What, what are you going to get from him? I don't think you're going to get much. Yeah. I mean, it's very true. I I just don't really want him on my team. So I, if I can get any sort mm -hmm. of value for him, I, I definitely would. I agree with yeah, you. It, yeah. He would be a buy low guy for me in the opportunity that you need to fill an injured spot, right? Like there's not really a lot of running backs that you're looking at off of waivers this week, I feel like. So if you can get somebody like that for a buy low situation, I, I wouldn't uh, hate it. You still got 15 carries there. There's a decent amount of volume. All right, we're going to hit a quick word from our sponsors. We'll be right back after this. Uh, thinking of joining WinBet, now is the perfect time because new customers who bet $100 get a $100 free bet. Plus, the WinBet Casino is always open 24 hours a day where you can get a 100% deposit bonus up to $1,000. And now, WinBet is live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. Plus, WinBet has their own same-game parlay uh, feature. Just a click uh, on one game that you like, select Build Your Own Bet, and start building that monster parlay. There's so much to choose from, and all you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet so they know that we sent you. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Offer subject to change terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, please call 1-800-522-4700. Fubo TV. If you watch football, you need Fubo TV. Fubo TV gives you complete coverage of college and pro football with NFL Red Zone, plus games and 4K at no extra charge. Over 100 channels of live sports and entertainment for a fraction of the price of cable. Watch on all your devices and never miss a game or an episode of your favorite shows with included cloud-based DVR. Plus, there's no contract, no commitment, and you can cancel at any time. Right now, you can try Fubo TV free for seven days and get 15% off your first month. Go to FuboTV.com slash SGP. That's F-U-B-O-T-V dot com slash SGP. Uh, gentlemen, I'm not sure if you've heard of Odds Trader, but it's a place to compare odds from all major sports books. You can also compare the different signup codes and promotions from sports books to get the best deal. The app also provides player statistics, key game stats, injury reports, and projected game day weather for betters to make the most informed bets bets possible. Excuse me. It also has a bet tracker so betters can keep records of all their games and betting activity. Go to oddstrader.com/slash blue wire. Odds Trader the number one site for all your game day bets. All right, now we're back in, getting into our next game recap here. We're looking at the Rams and Cardinals. What an icky game from Kyler Murray. Was not happy about the zero touchdowns. That hurt me in a couple of spots, but most of those teams I had Kyler Murray. I also had David Montgomery. So, you know, those perfect storm moments. Andrew, what did you take away from this one? Uh, I mean, like you said, Kyler Murray, 58 pass attempts, zero Ugh. touchdowns. Yikes. Ugh. You hate to see it. 
Uh, it's yeah, it, it was gross. The game was gross. Um, I, mm-hmm. I watched this, uh, you know, pretty carefully because again, I'm in a pretty big survivor pool and I have a bunch of tickets. So I picked the Rams, uh, in the survivor pool. So I was sweating this one out a little bit because neither team was really killing it by any means. Um, you know, Matt Stafford, 18 of 25, no touchdowns, like just, yeah, such a bad game to watch. <laughs> that drop uh, by cup killed me. That, oh. that killed me in the end zone. I was, I was losing it. Oh, and Robinson had one too, actually in the red zone as well, right through his hands. Yep. Killing me. Uh, it, it was nice to see Cup, you know, got a carry for 20 yards and a touchdown. You know, that's a little fluky. But, you know, if you have Cup, you love to see him at least touching the ball anytime he can. Uh, you know, outside of that, he was uh, four of six targets for 44 yards. Again, no no receiving touchdowns. So, Cup, I don't think anyone's going to freak out on the, you know, four receptions for 44 yards. But if anybody's willing to sell him, I would pay a King's ransom to get Cup. Uh, I, outside of that, on the Rams – I mean, Higby has, you know, continued to be pretty solid. He's been solid mm-hmm. for the, the you know, first three weeks of the season here. You know, that's somebody that, that you could definitely go potentially buy low on if, you know, let's say the Kyle Pitts owner grabbed his second one in the draft and, you know, it was Higby and, and he's still holding on to him. You might be able to go get that from him. Uh, I, I would definitely do that, you know, uh, ideally in, in a PPR because his, his volume for targets has just been crazy for the first three weeks. So, you know, that's something that sticks out to me for sure there. On the Cardinal side, uh, you know, you had three guys that had double-digit targets. Uh, Brown, 17 targets, 14 receptions, 140 yards. Fantastic for him. You know, obviously him and Murray already had that that college connection there. So I, I do think that Brown is somebody that you might be able to buy low on, especially with how Kyler Murray didn't throw a touchdown mm-hmm. on. I, 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 You know, again, you, you don't want to assume that people think that, you know, like, like we do, right? You know, we're in leagues with people who don't, eat sleep breathe fantasy so I, I would i would at least go try potentially i mean he's he's a mm-hmm. good wide receiver two wide receiver three on your team so if you can go go get that i would um dorch again 10 targets i mean this man is just a target volume monster for whatever reason now again if i had dorch I, I actually would probably try to sell him because eventually Hopkins is coming back. Eventually Rondale Moore is going to be here. So that's somebody that I would definitely sell high on right now if you can, especially mm-hmm. with the the consistent targets, right? Like that's it's just fantastic. So I, I would definitely do that. Um it was a nice day for Zach Ertz too. Six for 45, 10 targets. You know, that's that's respectable. I, I do think Zach Ertz could continue to have this level of volume, um, you know, even when Hopkins and them come back. Cause I mean, Zachers is a still good tight end in the league. I know he's a little older, but you know, still good tight end. Um, outside of that, really the only other thing that caught my eye was Cam Akers finally kicked into gear a little bit, 12, mm-hmm. uh, 12 carries, 61 yards touchdown. You know, he, he, I, I think he did have a fumble on the goal line. If I, if I remember correctly, so that, that hurt a little bit, but outside of that, you know, Cam Akers, if, if people still want to sell low on him, I, I would definitely be a buyer just, Especially, you know, for somebody I can put in a flex spot, I wouldn't want to mm-hmm. give up too much to get him because I don't really truly believe in cam makers. But I do think that the Rams do. So, you know, that's somebody I'd like to have a, a, on my team. But uh, outside of that, I, I didn't really see anything from the Cardinals that I liked on the all, you know, on the ground. Uh, James Conner did play despite being injured last week, and he kind of played exactly how I thought. I mean, only 39 yards. Uh, I know he was involved a little bit in the passing game as well, but I, I don't really. You know, I, I didn't play James Conner and I had him on a couple teams just because mm-hmm. I, I thought he would do this. So they were a little uh, uninspiring on the ground, but the game as a whole was very sloppy, very ugly. And uh, I think both these teams are just ready to move on to next week. I, I can get behind that. What do you think about this one, Sage? I, I found it very interesting that like, I look at this type of game and I just think 
Marquise Brown and Lamar Jackson are just big winners. Like, Marquise Brown looks great on the Cardinals, and mm-hmm. Lamar Jackson looks like back to MVP Lamar. And uh, true that it, it, it's it, it you can see just, I mean, it just wasn't the right fit. I mean, Marquise Brown obviously wanted to leave, and you know, Lamar obviously saw his talent, but I think with the with the way the the Ravens receivers are now, I mean, they're playing amazing football on offense. So uh, that that stood out to me, and I think for for the Cardinals, uh, I'm I'm very concerned with their offense moving forward. I mean, is this the time to sell DeAndre Hopkins, or do maybe you think that, they, that he comes into play and he he uh, he changes your offense and gives you a chance to make a late playoff push? I mean, it, it's interesting that that uh, I'm thinking about where. The Cardinals should just trade high right now. Maybe get as much assets as they can. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't know if they're going to be a playoff team this year. They may very well not. Uh, I have a lot of sell candidates in this game. Pretty much everyone for the Rams, other than Cooper Cup, because you have Darrell Henderson getting four carries for 17 yards. That's really good efficiency. Just no volume whatsoever. Acres did fumble. Did get the touchdown. I mean, he had a nice long run there, but I would still want to sell Acres because it feels like this is still going to be a split. So Acres got a nice bump this week with the touchdown and, and some decent yardage. So I'd be wanting to sell him. You've got Ben Scrawrenrawrink, who I don't even know if he's a, he's a real human or not. Four catches, Higby four catches, Cup four catches. Cup's the only guy that you're going to trust going forward. I love Higby. I guess Higby would be a buy candidate, but I feel like he can't maintain this volume like the targets that he's getting. So I feel like it is going to come down to earth. Uh, speaking as a Bears fan and somebody who overdrafted Cole Komet, Higby was my savior to my my Cole Komet spot. So that was awesome. You know, free guy off of waivers after week one. But it, to me, it's just hard for me to buy in that that volume is, is going to continue to be there. So he would still be a sell candidate for me. Greg Dorch, nine for 80. I started him again, feeling great about it. But I want to move him. I do not see this being a consistent narrative throughout the entire season. Like you had mentioned, Andrew, Rondell is a hurt. He could have came back this week. He's he's very close. He'll probably be back next week. That's going to be another mouth to feed. And then we're already halfway to DeAndre Hopkins' return. We only have three more games. You know what I mean? So how much more value are you going to be able to pump out of Greg Dortch going forward? Marquise Brown, 14 for, for 140. That's, I mean... That's what we were waiting for, you know, from like all the offseason talk, all the chatter. This was the hype that we're looking at or we're looking for, excuse me, but it's going to come down to earth. Like DeAndre Hopkins Hopkins is going to come in. And I know that last year, like he didn't get a ton of volume, but he was their touchdown guy. You know what I mean? Like he's going to be that red zone target. He's going to start eating up some of that value down low. And they're going to be on the field a lot more when Hopkins is there. It's just going to be really hard to trust the guys playing behind him because obviously once he comes back, He's going to be taking all the snaps. Like he, he there's not going to be as much available. Um, James Conner, I don't know where that came from. I, I didn't honestly, I didn't even even know if he's going to play this week. I felt like they were going to hold him out, but uh, I liked what I saw out of Eno Benjamin last week. Darrell Williams, I kind of felt like they were going to get more run this week. That wasn't the case. Uh, felt like it should have been that the, the case, right? Like based off of this game, they probably should have you know tried to do something a little bit different other than just run James Conner into the pile. That may be something that continues going forward, but. The, the matchup for the Cardinals against the Rams defense was not proficient, right? Like, I don't think this was a good week for them just based on a matchup basis. Uh, like you had said earlier, Andrew, I think there are going to be some better days ahead for both teams. Um, and my goodness, I hope the quarterbacks, because I own both of them at a good amount. So, my gosh, I hope they find some touchdowns are, soon. Are you buying low on A-Rob by any chance? On Allen Robinson? Yeah. I'd probably sell, man. I mean, like like Ben Skornroke had two more catches than him. 
What's what's up with that? I mean, he he was targeted in the red zone. That that's good. Like you like to see that it went right through his hands. Like, shoot, right through his hands. I I don't I don't I can't explain it. And that was very early in the game, and he only had two catches the entire game. So it kind of feels like. Robinson and Stafford aren't really on the same page just yet. And if I'm buying him, I'm, you know, I'm going to have to start him, you know, with whatever I'm going to give up. No one's going to take, take my bench scraps for him. You know what I mean? You know, in dynasty, you might be able to, you know, fluff it up with a pick, you know, but even then you have to start him. You're going to be compelled to put him in your lineup. He doesn't feel trustworthy right now. All right, moving on to uh, Jacksonville and the chargers. Anybody take the uh, chargers to, or I'm sorry, the Jaguars to cover win anybody. Yes, I have them in a money line parlay that is currently nice. hinging on the Niners. And I also just took them straight up at plus seven earlier this week. So got awesome. the good number and uh, there was literally no sweat in the entire game. <laughs> Absolutely. I took them at plus three and a half. I just thought that was going to be easy. So I felt really good about it. The spread was double digits to start the week in favor of the Chargers. If it comes down to plus three and a half, like that's a slam dunk hammer. Um, didn't want to take the the money line just because, you know, Herbert. Like just, just you're just gonna be afraid of him, regardless. As I was, shouldn't have been, shouldn't have been afraid. I started Derek Carr over him in one of my teams. Um, was able to outlast missing Herbert and Allen there. Still took it to my opponent, so felt good about it. Man, it feels like the Jaguars have arrived. I, I mean, does it does it feel like this is gonna fade? Like I, I feel like the game plan has been very solid. A very good combination of running and passing. James Robinson has been their pulse. I think he has like four or five rushing touchdowns. He might lead, might lead the NFL at this point right now, or maybe just total touchdowns, I, I would say, because yeah, I think he had a reception one uh, in week one. But still, like all of these guys, Kirk looking good, Zay Jones, Marvin Jones. Uh, what did ETN do? 13 for 45, not bad. Not, not bad. I feel like it's getting a little bit better. Had three catches for 30 yards still. That might be a buy low target here. Um, I mean, I didn't really take anything too much from the game like oh i have to go out and get this guy i was able to pick up marvin jones for free i have zay jones in a couple of spots i felt good about all of those guys finding the end zone this week what did you think about this one andrew you know it's like i have deja vu every time we talk about the jags it's christian kirk fantastic you know he's being mm -hmm. used yeah. his volume's awesome he his yardage is always good you know he's scoring touchdowns almost every week actually i think he did score a touchdown every week so you know Christian Kirk is awesome. You know, that's an automatic start for you. Uh, Zay mm -hmm. Jones, actually, with 11 targets, that was a little surprising that, you know, he got an uptick yeah. in targets this week, and and they they didn't really need to do that. They were in control of this game. So it was encouraging if you are a Trevor Lawrence owner or Zay Jones, Kirk, for, for them to just go out there and throw the ball around even when they didn't have to, that's very encouraging. Uh, you know, I, I have Christian Kirk a lot in, in, in a ton of leagues, so it's, it's very good to see. Um, you know, and, and Trevor Lawrence, actually, you know, he – for me, he's a, a a buy low candidate here. You know, he he sure. was pr uh, proficient, had three touchdowns. You know, he ran the ball a little bit. I mean, only three for seven, but he's he's at least willing to put his body out there. So I, I like Trevor Lawrence a lot, you know, moving forward. I, I do think their schedule is going to get a little bit tougher. Um, but I mean, it, the, the offense as a whole is clicking. And mm -hmm. unless somebody comes out there and smacks them in the mouth, uh, you know, I, I don't really think that this is going to slow down. You know, I think that the, the coaching staff believes in Trevor Lawrence. And I think he 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 can definitely tell the difference between going from Urban Meyer Mm -hmm. to the current coaching staff, right? So I, I, I think that that's, uh, you know, the, the confidence is building for him. Uh, as you touched on, ETN, for me, d you know, definitely a buy candidate if you can. Probably would have been better to do it, you know, last week if you could have. But, yeah. you know, again, you know, hindsight's 2020. Uh, James Robinson, though, you know, e eclipsing the 100 mark 
that's that's fantastic. You know, the, they are a one-two punch, just like Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon are. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I the 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 caliber is not there of what AJ Dillon and, and Aaron Jones are for me, but you know, they're they're a poor man's Green Bay duo, and I, mm-hmm. I would definitely buy either one of them. So all around, great day for the Jags. You know, two weeks in a row of them just coming out and showing people that. They're, they're not going to be walked on. They're not the team that you're going to look at and say, oh, easy win, right? Like, they're just mm-hmm. not that team anymore. So, uh, Chargers, you know, I I don't want to take a whole lot away from this for the Chargers because we don't truly know how much pain Herbert was in. Um, I did see before the game, I think it was yesterday, uh, somebody put a tweet out that Herbert was reluctant to get a shot in his chest because of, uh, of what happened to Tyrod. <laughs> and, you know, I, I can't blame him on there. So, I, I, I yeah, oh, yeah, 100%. I do think I know he, how I got my job. <laughs> I do think he he probably did take the the injection though because he looked like he was slinging the rock pretty well. Um, uh, but, but I, I mean, okay, for someone well, with broken rib cartilage, thousand yeah. percent correct. Yes, <laughs> did it look like he enjoyed a single throw? No, like the yeah. one where he's on the ground and he's like this. Like it looks like he's shitting his pants. He's yeah. he's like like he's just cringing like. I don't care what they gave him. The man was hurting. I'm a little concerned. Yeah, no, no, no. De- you know, definitely. And and I think that I think he'll be fine moving forward. It, it is just going to be a kind of a pain tolerance kind of ordeal. But he he slung the rock around pretty decent. You know, obviously he didn't have Keenan Allen there. That sucked mm-hmm. for him. You know, that's his top target. Um, it, I don't know. Mike Williams, very, very, very terrible game. One for 15. You have Keenan Allen out. And you're not going to give, yeah, I mean, he, he he's not going to get the ball. Yeah. Touchdown. I don't know. One for 15. Hey, I needed touchdown. it, buddy. I needed yeah. it. <laughs> Help me. <laughs> I, you know, touchdowns are, are, are kind of fluky to me. I, I, when I'm looking at a player, if I want to buy them, I, I usually try to look at the usage, the targets, right. all that, you know, and six targets, one catch, one touchdown, 15 yards. Eh, it's whatever. No, so it's not, I, it's not, it's not good. Uh, yeah. Uh, Josh Palmer, though, you know, nine targets, six reception, 99 yards, no touchdown. That's awesome. Um, obviously, mm-hmm. he's more of a best ball guy in my eyes. You know, that that was somebody I targeted a lot in best ball. I don't really want to start him in redraft, if at all possible. This is one of those guys that I'm not really going to fall for this week. You know, going on the waiver wire, try to pick him up, try to play him. You know, if Keenan Allen's out again, I don't blame you if you want to pick him up for a flex spot in a PPR mm-hmm. league, but outside of that, I'm, I'm going to leave him on the waiver wire to be honest. Now, if you have Keenan Allen or Mike Williams and you want to slide him on, you know, you have a bench spot that you don't really care about. You want to slide him in there just in case one of them do go down for the season. You know, mm-hmm. he, he might have long-term value there, but uh, you know, outside of that, Austin Eckler got a lot of usage. You know, he, he just continues to be steady, right? Like he's mm-hmm. not, fantastic but he's not shitty either he's 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 middle of the pack here so um you know outside of that again the the, the game was very ugly for the chargers but i'm not going to really put too much on them due to the fact of herbert was was definitely feeling it out there but um jags roll man they're they're gonna keep on keeping on absolutely before i let sage go i offered a trade to the guy who lost last week he lost trey lance and he owns Herbert. And obviously we knew Herbert was hurt ending last week. So I was com- I'm was i completely stocked up on quarterbacks. I offered this guy, what was it, Tom Brady, Geno Smith, and Jared Goff for Justin Herbert. And I still could have put Herbert on my bench this week. And then I didn't even realize he was my opponent this week. The guy turned it down. He said oh. no. He's like, no, I only want one quarterback. And Herbert, unfortunately, was like half of a quarterback. So I was like, all right, well, I didn't even know he was going to be my opponent, but he would have had Goff and um, Brady, which, I mean, Brady had an okay game, but not, you know, certainly not whoever was in his flex. That was, that was for sure. So yeah. what did you think about this one, Sage? I thought it was very interesting that uh, 
we get to see the Trevor Lawrence that they they, they actually wanted to draft. Yeah. I thought they drafted. I thought we saw a lot of great uh, great glimpses of the future for Jacksonville. Uh, my guy Jimmy Smith had mentioned to me that uh, just the whole different culture for the Jaguars. I mean, you're you're listening down the receivers. And I guarantee you that all everyone you named, no one was believing in fantasy for, uh, before the season. Maybe some people were were on the yeah to pick up late, but I I really think that they they've all stepped up. I it's it's a great it, it, there's great things to come for Jacksonville. So I'm excited to see what's going down. Obviously, the Chargers are going through things right now, but. Uh, this is an ugly loss for the Chargers. I think that as good as they have looked, I mean, it was just it, it wasn't good today. Mm-hmm. No, their defense did not show up. I was I was still a little bit surprised what the Jags were able to do. I mean, a lot of it was from like positive field position, right? Like they they were getting the ball in the right spot, had some good kick returns, had some uh, positive turnovers from their defense, who I thought absolutely just showed up. I mean, when you hold Austin Eckler to less than ten rushing yards, I know he had eight catches, but still, like. I mean, he's a really good running back. He's still, you know, top 10 in the NFL, even as a ground attack running back. So I felt like they just, you know, locked him up. Playing on the road was absolutely awesome. You know, this type of win on the road is amazing. Um, hope, hopefully we can see some more of it. I'm, I'm buying in on the, on the Jags. I feel like we need to start taking a look at them as a potential division winner and uh, some long-term betting. You know, I feel like this division looks pretty weak right now, and the Jaguars, their stock is rising. So I feel pretty good about them. Uh, let's move on to the next one. We're looking at Carolina and New Orleans. This was such an ugly game. Uh, Winston was able to get out a, a 350 passing yards, but you know had two turnovers, had uh, just one touchdown. Kamara didn't really do anything. Michael Thomas is hurt. We don't know the full extent of that. Uh, Chris Olave, absolute buy candidate for me, nine for 147. That was fantastic. I don't know if I'm going to buy into the Traquan Smith hype, four for 105. He's not someone that I'm particularly high on. I still feel like Jarvis will play more snaps going forward. Um, you'll see Marquez Callaway, who also found a touchdown sneak in there as well to kind of steal some touches. We got to see what's going on with uh, Mike Thomas before we react to that. And LaVisca Chanel, get the hell out of here. Know your role, sir. Stay <laughs> on the bench. DJ Moore, one catch for two yards. That's criminal. That is absolutely criminal. He had more rushing uh, rushing yards than he did receiving yards. Like, that is not cool. That is not okay. They need to game plan for that and get him more involved. Uh, same thing with Christian McCaffrey in the passing game. Like, it, it's just not there. You like to see that he, you know, he had good uh, rushing efficiency. He did uh, eclipse the century mark. He went over 100 rushing yards. But, you know, that, that's just not his MO, right? Like, they, I feel like they're overly protecting Baker with that type of usage. When re- in reality, they need to get him into that passing game because that's how they're going to put up points. It's not going to be from these, you know, random screens to LaVisca Chanel week in and week out, right? So I did not take a lot of positives from either side here. What did you think about this one, Andrew? Yeah, fully agree on on your takes here. And actually, I took Visca uh, way more than I should have in best ball. So I love hey. to see that, man. I I will take that anytime they want to utilize Tip him. The cap. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. Like honestly, he he has Visca has the ability and the skill set to be the number two wide receiver behind DJ Moore. I think he's better than Robbie Anderson, um, honestly. But sure. you know, I, I'm not gonna. There's not much him. of an argument there for either side, really. <laughs> Um, I'm not going to rush out and, and pick up Visca off the waiver wire though. You know, that was, that was an oddity. You know, you're not going to mm-hmm. see that every week for sure. Um, right. 
But but I mean, totally agree with you on Olave. Definitely a buy candidate if you can. I don't know how many people. Uh, honestly, he's probably riding the bench for a lot of people, right? Unless you're in a deeper right. league, he's probably not right. starting. I have him in a couple of leagues, and he unfortunately was on my bench because I just have better wide receiver depth in front of him. Absolutely. So if this is what it's going to be moving forward, if he's going to be the main target, I mean, he is going to be an automatic start every week. I don't care who's throwing him the ball. I don't care if it's Andy Dalton comes out and has to start throwing him the ball. Olave mm-hmm. is is a playmaker, right? Like he's a he's a man. He is a dog. So if you can go buy him, I would definitely do that right now. Try to try to try to grab him from somebody who has him sitting on the bench that may not need him. Um, mm-hmm. Alvin Kamara, you know, that's somebody that I think is also a buy low candidate. I, I think that they're going to get him more involved. You know, if they keep losing games like this and and see that they gave him 15 carries and they uh, what he had like yeah at seven targets, so we had. 22 opportunities technically uh you know Mm -hmm. i think that that's actually going to go up because again uh, alvin kamara is special he's a special running back and i think right now he's 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 dealing with a little bit of an injury right and i think that as Mm -hmm. that gets better he's going to get better as well so i would go buy alvin kamara um christian mccaffrey you know like you said 25 carries 108 it's nice to see the usage but Mm -hmm. that man's skill set should be give him 17 carries and then involve him more in the passing game like exactly him in open field is dangerous so he had 20 he had 27 total touches just easily a 17 10 split either direction and you're fine yeah that's it yeah definitely so they need to get him going in the, in the passing game i think that he will flourish if they do that if they decide to you know play a little bit better ball um obviously they they won the game so that kind of alerts me a little bit that the coaching staff's like oh we can play like this and win I, no, no, I don't think. Oh, he can. please, right? Please, so, no more. Please, no uh, more of this. So, I, I fully agree with everything you said. The only other thing I want to put in there is DJ Moore, six targets, only one catch. Go buy him if somebody's willing to sell him yeah. because he's had he's had a rough start to the year so far, right? He's he's been mm-hmm. up and down. So, I would go buy him right now if you can. Um, I, I did want to ask you if you could trade, let's just say Olave and you know s- some other bench player for. Mm um dj Moore right now would you do it oh man for dj Moore, i mean your yeah. your your roster construction needs to be right but yeah that's a good swap in my opinion still because dj Moore just has years of consistency behind him that backs his level of production right like he has a super safe floor and we've seen him do it with worse quarterbacks like I have to believe that him and Baker are going to progress. Like they're going to get better together. They're going to have a better connection going forward. But from what you've seen, your eyes tell you like, no, 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 that's not the case. Like you should try and stay away from them. And I'm a heavy DJ Moore owner. So I'm, I'm holding on to him. I wouldn't like for me, I wouldn't be trying to sell him uh, as a holder, but if I don't have him and I can get him on my roster for like a, a nice swap, like if I'm overloaded at running back and I need to back up the wide receiver position and I can give off like, I don't know, maybe like a Jeff Wilson or somebody like that, and another like receiver to pair in there that they that they can plug a hole with. Then yeah, sure, I would do it. But it's it's gonna have to make sense for both sides, right? So I, I would definitely want to go out and get him on the low if I can. But because he does have those years of consistency, like I said, you know, you might be paying a heavier cost because we've seen him do it before. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he he's just been that guy for them. So yeah, that's it's a tough scenario. I would not be trying to sell him though. You, I'm, I'm not trying to get rid of him. Yeah. What did you think about this one, Sage? I thought it was pretty interesting that so uh, CMC is playing the type of football that I believe he's, he was capable of. I mean, we mm-hmm. thought this guy, was, you know, like he said earlier in the week, like I'm on the IR. Like, come on, mm-hmm. guys. Like, I'm out here to ball. I mean, he just to get the. We losing him? 
smooth sailing from here. Um, uh, all the Christian McCaffrey believers that stood by him are it's finally paying off. Uh, unfortunately to see about Michael Thomas, so I hope he uh, isn't too hurt. And uh, I think that uh, Baker Mayfield may, may just not be, you know, he might not ever be a top 15 quarterback. I think that's what we're witnessing right now. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, he's, he's definitely not on my, any of my fantasy teams. You know, uh, top, being a top 15 quarterback is kind of like a box you need to check at some point on there to be rostered, right? Uh, especially in single quarterback leagues. Um, you know, a lot of places in single quarterbacks, he's not going to be owned, period. But obviously in, you know, super flex, you know, he's kind of like a risk, right? Like whether you're going to throw him out there, most likely a bench quarterback. Um, but man, I've been running into some opponents that haven't had those. So Baker Mayfield wouldn't be that bad of an ad for them. Um, you know, if you're really hurting, you know, get, it's best to still have a, just a quarterback rostered in that second spot than, you know, just a, another flex play, right? So in that breath, I would say he's a, a buy candidate, but those are going to be very few situations, right? So I wouldn't I wouldn't see that being the case for most folks going forward. Um, final wrap up here on this one. Just stay away from Traquan Smith. That's that's fool's goal. Don't do yep. it. Don't, don't fall I, for it. Guys. I agree with that. Agreed. All right, next up we've got uh, – sorry, Andrew. Eagles uh, and the Commanders and the Commandos. Um, so I'm going to like kick someone's door in, in a kicker league. And I started, what, what, what's his first name? Joey Sly. Yeah. Yeah. Joey Sly zero points. I'm still going to win. So ban kickers at all formats that you can in fantasy football. Uh, I still don't believe, I know that you and I, you, me and Cody got into this conversation, Andrew, about Jalen hurts being the number one quarterback this year. Still not agreeing with that, but damn, does he look good? Damn, does he look good? Uh, looking great. Uh, AJ Brown had a nice game five for 85 and a touchdown Devonta Smith. Ooh, yeah. I was doing the preview show yesterday and I was saying that ETN would be a better asset to own than Devonta Smith going forward. Who did he kick in my face? <laughs> Eight for one sixty nine and a touchdown. That was Devonta Smith of another world. We never saw anything like that from him last season. Uh, golf clap, tip of the cap, whatever. Uh, shout out to him. I don't know if I want to buy. Feels still kind of like a sell candidate. I don't know. This was kind of like a blowout game. Um, Terry McLaurin, another slow freaking start, but he got it together. Six for 102. Uh, definitely someone that I would, I mean, if, if someone will sell him, I want every bit of him that I can get um, because you still saw like the inefficiencies of their offense for, for Washington. If people are not feeling him, if they're not liking those slow starts, he is definitely someone that I'm uh, willing to pay up for. Uh, Curtis Samuel, just you know, keeping that same pace. He, he's, he's had a nice safe floor to start the season. His cost is going up. So if you want so if you want to target him in a, a potential trade, don't wait too much longer here because if he keeps this up, that cost is going to be sky high. Uh, JD McKissick in deeper leagues feels like he's going to be a safe start in like bye weeks, injury situations, especially with, with just the right matchup uh, because it doesn't really seem like Antonio Gibson is that, you know, big target that we thought he was going to be after week one and, you know, in the passing offense. So I, I do think that lock or that role is locked in for McKissick. Um, what'd you take for oh, away from this one, Andrew? I know it was a tough watch for you. Oh yeah. As a man who watched every second of this, uh, fire the whole establishment, uh, ju just burn <laughs> the stadium, uh, you know, restart. It was terrible. Um, I, I think DC has been trying to do that for a while. They would really <laughs> oh, like them to move away from whether they play. Uh, yes. Uh, yeah. You know, at, I fully knew this going in that the mm -hmm. Eagles D line was going to overmatch uh, Washington's offensive line. You know, that was a lot of the problem, in, you know, on why Wentz didn't have any touchdowns and why he had to throw the ball 43 times and why he got nine sacks, nine. That is just 
oh god that can't it's kind of carson wentz-esque though is it not like it's kind of his thing <laughs> he holds to get the ball sacked all way the time too long it just yes, sir. Uh, so it, it you know there was no surprises here for me. Um, they, it's interesting, right? Washington always starts out so vanilla on offense. It's like they don't want to lose the game right away, right? But then right. in turn, they end up losing the game because they let the game get away from them. And then they come out in the second half and they finally kick it into gear. They need to start mm-hmm. every game like they're already losing, right? Like like they need to throw the ball more, throw it to Terry downfield. There's a reason you re-sign this man to a large contract is mm-hmm. he is a great wide receiver. I mean, you know, look at what Darius Slay just did to Justin Jefferson and then look at what Terry McLaurin just put up on Darius Slay. Like, it's, right. you, you need to get him more involved. So so that needs to happen. Uh, Dotson was involved but didn't have a great game. You know, this was his first kind of rookie, no uh, touchdown you know, rookie game. game, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it was, no touchdown. It was, it was just eh, a meh game for him, right? Mm-hmm. So I, I, I definitely think Dotson moving forward, you know, he's fine. You know, that, that's somebody that you can definitely start if you if you want or need to. Um, mm-hmm. Curtis Samuel, again, involved a ton. Um, this man is just not going away. I do fear, though, that with all this work, he's going to get re-injured again. I mean, that's just his MO. Uh-huh. So, I, it, it, yeah, I know, right? I, I don't want that to happen because he's finally right. healthy and he's finally playing the ball that we thought he could. But I think mm-hmm. that, that is going to happen potentially. So I would actually just right now go buy Dotson if you can, especially with this lower uh, day that he had there finally. So I would Agreed. go buy him, buy McLaurin if anybody's willing to do that. Um, I would, again, st- be weary of Curtis Samuel. You know, he's good production, but again, he's gotten hurt a lot so i would i would right. temper expectations there moving forward uh Tanu, uh antonio gibson had his day salvaged with a late touchdown yeah you know that's cheap yeah it was what it was if that if out that you know he would not have a very good day so mm-hmm. i would sell gibson to be honest you know i'm I, brian robinson is looking better and better i mean he was out there running routes on the field today before the he's game. practicing like, he's practicing this, he was shot three weeks ago yeah it, it's insane. practicing like, I, 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 I don't understand how he is doing this. I mean, shot, shot in the leg. And, you know, again, he was very lucky to not have it hit anything of, of significance. But, um, you know, he's coming back. J.D. McKissick is definitely the third down back. You saw how many targets he got today. So I would sell Gibson if you can right now. Um, mm-hmm. You know, uh, on the Eagles side, Jalen Hurts, again, you know, this is exactly what I thought he was going to be before the year. He's just fantastic. He, he has improved as a passer. I hate to say it. Um, you know, his, his rushing floor is awesome. Him and Lamar mm-hmm. Jackson, just two people that their rushing floor is so safe every week. They're just doing it week in and week out. So Hertz is, you know, awesome. Um, Miles Sanders, a lot of carries today, 15 for him. That's good. You know, I, I do worry about him getting re-injured as well, though, with all this usage. Uh, mm-hmm. it w- wasn't very productive on the ground for the 15 carries, but nonetheless, I mean, he'll, he's at least getting the work and he is showing that he is right. definitely the, the lead guy there. Um, you know, for their receiving, Devontae Smith. I'm pretty sure last week I said to go buy Devontae Smith before any of this happens. Mm-hmm. I actually went out and did that. I followed my own advice, oh, uh, and that paid off heavily. Uh, you know, 12 targets. I don't think that that's going to be the weekly floor for him, right? I think he's probably going to live in between the 6 to 8 realm, uh, mm-hmm. which is still good. I mean, if he can put up this production, um, you know, with, with 12 targets, 8 receptions, 169, and a, and a touchdown, like, it's awesome. I mean, he had some spectacular catches as well today. So that that could have been lower. He had two catches that I thought for sure he should not have caught, and he he pulled them in. You know, so fantastic day for him. AJ Brown, fantastic mm-hmm. day again. You know, 
I would just go buy a lot of this Eagles offense. Any of the pass catchers, including Dallas Goddard, I would go buy any of them if you can. I do think that this is going to continue. Their schedule, you know, is one of the easiest in the NFL. Like, there's nothing in front of them that they really need to overcome. There's going to be a couple games here and there, but outside of that, I mean, it's just going to be week in and week out dominance most likely. So, you know, without mm-hmm. barring any injuries, I, I really like the Eagles. Um, and I, I said that before the year, like they're, they're just mm-hmm. a good overall team. They're a well-coached team as well. So I think moving forward, you know, you can trust the Eagles and um, you know, the commanders, uh, a lot of them are, are by low candidates. Some are sell high, yeah. but um, Wentz, take them out, gone. Um, I, I don't want to see him in, in any lineups moving forward that are single QB. So mm-hmm. I, it just, I don't know. He, he's hard to trust, right? Like he's a guy that absolutely can have great weeks as we just saw, but I knew that that was the outlier, right? It's not going to be the same moving forward. There's, they, they have an easier schedule as well, but their offensive line is pretty banged up. So mm-hmm. unfortunately there's going to be these games where he just shits the bed and you got to deal with it. So I, I don't know if, if it was me, I wouldn't be playing him if i have him i'd I'd put him on the bench uh and or sell him for for anything that that you can get to be honest wow sorry this play in the niners in denver game i don't know what happened i don't know what happened yeah it's a safety because he stepped stepped out he said yeah his back foot so garoppolo steps out of the end zone and then as he does it he throws an interception for a touchdown he saved his team some points by stepping out of the end zone get him get him jimmy get him that's smart football sir that's what they teach at Eastern Illinois. That's what that's that's what we learned up over there. All right, yeah. What do you think about this uh, this Commandos and Eagles game, uh, Sage? Still an ugly one. I, I, besides all the ugliness, just this is probably the best week to go buy Terry McLaurin. And just just get scary yep. Terry and buy him now when some owners might be scared. Uh, this is the time to pounce on those on those you know those zero and three one and two teams that have that mm-hmm. have scary Terry. Get just give them some offers. Get the talks going. And uh, obviously, I'm not. I've never been a Carson Wentz guy. Um, so I, I think that uh, obviously you should not have him on your roster. If you do, like I mean, you're probably you're stuck with them. Like unless you, you right. know, I don't think there's like anyone's gonna buy him right now. Mm-hmm. Um, it's. Eagles are, you know, they're, they're they're impressive, but I think the Commanders it's just uh, it's just ugly right now. But that's all I'm just saying. Go go by Scary Terry and be happy you got him. I think Kenny Gainwell is also a cut candidate now. I mean, from from drafts, like he had a pretty decent stock, you know, is coming off the board. I feel like he's a cut candidate. He had the touchdown in Week One, but in Week One, all these guys had rushing touchdowns. Even Boston Scott, right? And he took a safety in the end zone this week. So, um, yeah, I, I would say that Gainwell and Scott are probably cut candidates. You had mentioned Sanders potentially getting hurt, and I was like, man, like I was just about to spit out of my mouth. Cut Gainwell, but then you know who's going to be that guy? You know, if Sanders were to go down, so. Um, in places where I have Hurts, I actually have Sanders, and I have him backed up with at least a Scott or a Gainwell. So I'm probably going to be clearing out one of those spots because I'm really not that worried. I feel like if Sanders does get hurt, maybe it's just more Jalen Hurts rushing. So not too worried about it. All right, let's move on to our next game. But before we do, we're going to hit a quick word from our sponsors. Be right back after this. Uh, no House Advantage is changing changing the game by offering the most dynamic fantasy sports platform available today. You can play in pick'em contests versus other people for the shot at winning $250,000 plus in cash. You can download their app, choose a contest, select your player props, and earn points for correct picks and climb the leaderboard for your shot to win big money every day. You can also test your skills versus the house and bet 20 times your entry if you hit on all your picks. 
Bet on up to five player prop over-unders or individual player matchups across every major sports league, including the NFL, NBA, MLB, PGA, MMA, and even NASCAR. Make sure to check out the No House Advantage today and experience daily fantasy sports redefined because it's not just how you play, but it's also where you play. You don't want to miss out on this. Sign up now with promo code SGPN at NoHouseAdvantage.com or download the app to get your first deposit match up to $25. PromoGuy.us. PromoGuy.us is the best place to go if you're interested in plus EV betting strategies. They've got daily updates on odd boost and huge cash bonuses from all the major sportsbooks. And they've got VIP Discord groups that put even deeper plus EV analytics right at your fingertips. I got to say, we've been looking at their daily promo updates, and they're some of the most informative in the game. They don't simply tell you what team is probable to win, but where you'll get the best odds and how to track down and cash in big on constantly changing promotions. If you're not already using mathematical models to help you with your picks, you are missing out on an insanely valuable tool. And the best part of all is the promo guy is running a small team of passionate sports fans dedicated to building a well-informed, better betting community. Go to promoguy.us and check out their 100% tracked, transparent, and proven method for betting smarter. So make sure you check out promoguy.us. And now on to Sleeper. Sleeper is the fastest growing fantasy platform today with millions of players. You probably already have a fantasy league on there. I know I use it for a lot of mine. It's a game-changing product unlike anything else in the industry. And now you can win on Sleeper by playing their new over-under game. Over-unders are integrated into their fantasy game now, so it's the first sports contest uh, game that's built into your actual fantasy experience. Not only can you enter a contest via over-under itself, but you can also do so through your fantasy league's matchup screen. So, for example, if you have Patrick Mahomes as your uh, starting quarterback, and you not only think that you're going to win that fantasy matchup, that but Mahomes will also pass for over 250 passing yards. You can get those as uh, two times picks, or you're building even more picks with that. So, on your mobile phone, join our listener group on Sleeper at sleepercom sg and Sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to $100. Promo code SGP. Again, go to sleeper.com slash SGP and you'll get a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. All right, we're back to mixing it up here. We're looking at the Bengals and the Jets. This one was ugly. I, I had a feeling that the Jets were going to cover six and a half. They didn't. They didn't. Didn't blow, you know, too much money on it. Just you know, a couple small parlays. But uh, Bengals, bounce back game. I liked what I saw out of Burrow. Not so much out of Jamar Chase. I think he had a, a fumble early on, uh, but still had six catches. Just didn't really go anywhere with him. The split between Michael Carter and Brees Hall is a little bit concerning. They both finished with the same amount of yards. I do like what Brees Hall is getting in the passing game. I believe he had like 11 targets this week with six catches. So you'll like to see that. Ty Conklin, another name that you have to own if you don't. If he's available in your league, you have to be targeting him if you are in tight end issues. I mentioned Tyler Higby saving me from Cole Komet. Ty Conklin's another man that saved me from Cole Komet this year. So far, anyways, so far. Uh, had eight targets, had eight receptions, and that was all in the second half. Or actually, he had one target in the in the first half, and they like called it back for a penalty or something like that. But Very grateful to have him in one league of mine. I'm so grateful. <laughs> Absolutely. Dude, I was so scared. I was like, man, I fell for it. I fell for it. He was fool's gold. I'm looking at the stats, driving the car, 10 hours today. I'm kicking myself in the head. And then I will look at the second half numbers. I'm like, oh, okay. All right. This was a this is still a real thing. All right. We can keep we can keep running with this. Um, Garrett Wilson was still very good. I hope that you all went out and took uh, me and Andrew's advice last week to go out and buy him. He should be on your rosters. 
Um, a little bit concerned about Joe Mixon. It looks like he's a little hurt. Not sure what the injury is, actually. I only just it just popped up on my phone that he's questionable. Um, so hopefully I don't have to pivot off of him too much. Obviously wouldn't be movable if that was the case. Um, Andrew, do you think Tyler Boyd is a buy candidate? Yes, for the right price. Uh, you know, like I said, the the Bengals are very concentrated on on Higgins and and Burrow. Um, you know, today was a little bit of a of an outlier, I think, for Boyd. You know, f- five targets, four receptions, one hundred five, mm-hmm. and a touchdown. You know, the touchdown was a little a little fluky. Two defenders hit him, and they did not tackle him, and he just off to the races after that. So, right, uh, you know, he, and he did look a little slow a- after he got hit too. It was just like he's you could tell he's he's a, a, a little older. Than the other guys, um, mm-hmm. you know, he's, he's not old by any means, but he, he is a little older. So he was a little slower, um, you know, rushing for the for the touchdown there. So I I do think he's a buy candidate, but for the right price, don't go out and overspend for him. I, I wouldn't trade like Garrett Wilson or anything for him. You know, it, sure. Yeah. So uh, but, out, you know, the Bengals, I, I figured that, that this was going to happen. It was a good bounce back spot for them against the Jets. The Jets have been a little lucky this year so far with with their passing attack as well. So I think mm-hmm. the Bengals played a, a pretty good game against the Jets overall. Uh, Chase should have had a second touchdown. Obviously, that that didn't happen for him. So he could have had you know an even better day. But uh, I, I love to see the usage for Chase, right? Ten targets. He has double-digit targets in every game. You know, the, the dude just lights out. Um, it it kind of sucked that he only had 29 yards. I mean, that's... Mm-hmm. That's a down week for him. No one's going and selling him. You're still starting him every week, right? Like, th- there's no panic here for Jamar Chase whatsoever. Uh, Higgins, you know, took a big hit. I did see him. He came back into the game then, but he did take a pretty big hit again. And for a man who just had a concussion, it's a little alarming. Um, mm-hmm. You know, as, as a Redskins fan and saw Jordan Reed take concussion after, after concussion, you can see what it does to somebody. So that that is something to pay attention to. You know, for some reason, he gets another concussion. You you definitely may need another option here because, the, you know, the NFL is very serious nowadays with concussion. Mm-hmm. So it's something to, to definitely pay attention to. But that is why I believe Boyd is a buy low candidate is if Higgins – ever has to either stop playing football or is out for an extended period of time, Tyler Boyd slots right in and and he's going to be an every week start for you as well. So um, I thought Burrow played pretty well overall after taking so many licks this week, they did only allow two sacks, you know, so he, he's been the, the most pressured and most sacked quarterback in the NFL since last year. Like he's, mm-hmm. he's just unfortunately been sacked a lot. And, and I thought that offensive line is going to kick into gear here a little bit. And I think they played much better today. So that was uh, encouraging to see. Um, you know, like you already touched on the mixing thing. I, I, I want to ask you, like, who do you think the guy is to go pick up if you if you have Mixon and you're scared that he is gonna, you know, potentially get injured more or or be out? Is it P Ryan? Is it Chris Evans? I mean, in your eyes, who should you go pick up? It would be P Ryan, but until I know more about Mixon, it's really gonna depend on how much I want him or how much I want to spend on him, right? Um, if Mixon is out, I feel like P Ryan should be owned. I liked what I saw out of uh, P. Ryan when you know when he was with your commandos when he was with Washington. He has a, a bit of a spark. I feel like Chris Evans, you know, he could he could find himself in the end zone, you know, if if Mixon was out. Uh, but I feel like it's, he's not the guy that's going to get volume. Like P. Ryan is constantly brought in for third down. I, they feel comfortable running with him. They gave him a shot in the Super Bowl on third down for the freaking game. So <laughs> I gotta imagine they have some trust in the guy, right? I mean, pff, albeit that I wouldn't do that, but you know, whatever, you know. Uh, Zach Taylor, he's, he's a mystery. Um, but yeah, I would, I would want P Ryan there in, in that situation. Uh, but I, again, I, I you're not going to know what to spend on him until we get more clarity on Mixon. I wouldn't be excited about it. I would have to be in the dire dumps of my running back group. I would probably just 
plug in someone off my bench to be perfectly honest and you know unless i hear something like it's really long term it's very serious he would not be a guy to buy for me for like a two-week window i I just wouldn't waste my time with it because he'll just revert right back to he was so uh not not someone that i'm really interested in kind of a similar situation to alexander madison like until i get more info on dalvin cook's injury like yeah sure if dalvin's out for a long time then yeah go out and buy him but two one to three week window he's not my he's not someone that i target and not someone that i'm really high on either so that would be kind of the same consensus um with the approach you know attacking the mix mix and absence honestly i would just want more boyd you know or a higgins you know um and man what was i and again mind you i was watching like all of this week's action on red zone driving in a car for 10 hours i thought higgins had a touchdown in the corner am am i crazy like where did i did i see a mirage that his feet both his toes were not down in the corner of that end zone uh, yeah, I, I think that was a catch. I think that was just a missed call. You know, they I think they, yeah. they ruled it on the field, not a catch, Correct. went back, and, and there wasn't enough evidence to show that it was. But, I mean, it, to my eyes, my trained NFL eyes, it was a catch. I mean, and that was a fantastic that catch. I mean, both toes well, it was down. Terrible throw. Great catch. Oh, yeah. Because when I, when I saw the ball go out, I'm like, he was barely under pressure. Why is he overthrowing his target? I thought he was throwing it away. I thought he was literally just trying to throw it out of bounds. And then I see Higgins come out of nowhere, to the, like at the corner of the screen. I'm like, that's a touchdown. I mean, yeah, I'm passing someone in the left lane right now, but that's a touchdown. <laughs> yeah, de- it definitely was. You know, that it, it, I, I don't know. It, it, there, there was enough evidence to overturn it, but it, it was definitely a catch. Yeah. What did you take away from this one, Sage? Uh, not too much. I knew that the Bengals were going to dominate this game, and they did exactly how I, what I thought they were going to do. Uh, Joe Flacco, uh, you know, he, he was able to get one win for the Jets, but I think he's just clearly he, he's just he's not a real NFL starter, and and yeah. you you need Zach Wilson to get back for the Jets. I think they said that it's a week four uh, looking for Zach Wilson. So, so uh, I'm excited. What were you gonna say? Do, do you think that they're going to continue to pass at the, let's see, what they have today, 50, 52 pass attempts? Do you think they're going to continue to pass as, as heavy as they are when Zach Wilson comes back to or do you think the game chain, the game plan well, changes? It, 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 it's a it's a total a total different game plan. I think that they're going to actually utilize the run a lot more because I think, I think you're going to see a lot more early first and second down runs. And mm-hmm. I think that would that would prevent fifty. If Zach Wilson throwing fifty three times, you know they probably lost that game. It's a high percentage chance they lost that game. In my mm-hmm. in my opinion, I think that you, I mean, preferably in the low thirties to mid thirties. If you mm-hmm. if you if you do the right game plan, because you got to utilize the run game if you're the Jets. I mean, this is be real. They're they're they're, they're that type of team where they're gonna you need to kind of heavily rely on your defense and mm-hmm. you need to make smart decisions and not give up the ball, fumble or interception wise. Yep. Yep. Is is there anybody on the Jets that 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 we should be selling in that case though? Because if they're not going to continue to pass at this rate, the efficiency would have to go up for the pass catcher. So at, anybody we're looking to to try to sell now? I don't. I, I don't think there's anyone that's still now. I, I if anything, I, I would try to. You you should actually just go for Higgins because like Higgins, I mean that guy is so talented. I think a lot of people sleep on him, including me. I need to get more stock with Higgins, and I'm embarrassed how much stock I have in him right now because he's making me look foolish. Maybe Elijah Moore out of that group would be a, a decent sell candidate. Garrett Wilson feels like he's kind of taking the reins. Conklin, I think, has the highest target share of anyone and he's a tight end right uh, uh, i don't you know if that... keep, you want to keep him though 
Oh yeah, no, no, no. I, I need to. I got, I, I got know. Cole Komet on my bench, right? I'm keeping him. <laughs> <laughs> Cole Komet had a a forced fumble today that that got him like two points, and then he had a, a tackle that got him another point. <laughs> I mean, like he got just as much points that he did from his uh, two catches for 40 yards. But we'll get to the Bears a little bit later. That was a <laughs> one. All right, next up we've got uh, the Ravens and New England. The Ravens were one of my locks this week. They absolutely brought it. Lamar Jackson did have the interception, but five count them five touchdowns the pulse of their entire offense. Like Sage was talking about earlier, that swap, you know, moving Marquise Brown out of town. It's really working for Lamar. Uh, man, Rashad Bateman did drop one. He he dropped one. He fumbled one. Not the greatest game from him, but I think that he would be a buy candidate. I don't know how low you could go for him because his first two weeks were so booming and he has been that downfield target. Mark Andrews just did Mark Andrews things. Like he, he was just the dude, like he always is. Um, I, I really don't hate the split right now between Dame Harris and Ramondre Stevenson. They were both used a lot today. Uh, Dame's getting used in the passing game just as much as Ramondre is. So I, I feel like both of these guys, uh, both of these guys, can be viable starts for you week in and week out. You know, you might get caught, you know, once in a while, but I feel like they're going to be safe. I, I like the passing offense here. I like what they're doing on the ground. It was more of a Ramondre day, but when Ramondre kind of was leading like the touches and the yardage, you saw Dame come in and get the first touchdown. Like they're still going to go back and forth between these guys. So I like what they're cooking up over there. Um, Devonte Parker booming onto the scene. Sell, 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 sell. If you can, you're going to have Jacoby Myers coming back. Um, Nelson Aguilar still there. You didn't see Hunter Henry do anything, and I still feel like they are going to be a run-first team. Devontae Parker didn't do anything in week one or two. He he might as well have been a healthy scratch, right? So with Jacoby Myers being out, obviously Parker was a live option this week. I don't see that the, as the case going forward. If you can get him off your roster for anything, absolutely do it. Uh, not impressed with Mac Jones today, but you know what are you going to do? I don't think a lot of people are trying to start him in fantasy. Uh, if you are, it's probably like a dynasty format. And you know, in dynasty, hey, if you're losing, at least you can look look forward to a solid draft pick next season. So, what did you think about this one, Andrew? Uh, a few notes. Uh, Lamar is absolutely amazing. His rushing God. floor is unmatched. Um, I mean, I think I just saw the stat that he has the most fantasy points for a quarterback through the first three weeks uh, in fantasy history. Twelve so, or, or total it- touchdowns in three weeks. Yeah, just and and it's funny. Two out of the three weeks, I actually sat him in a guillotine league for a Jalen Hurts. So it, mm. it, it, I'm I'm still mm. in it. You know, it's yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's fine. Mm-hmm. I, I I took that route and uh, grabbed two two good quarterbacks in, in in that in hopes to sell one. And I realized, you know what? It's easier for me to just let other people not win and just get cut, and I'll just keep the two good quarterbacks. So there you go. Uh, but but yeah, Lamar's uh, floor uh, rushing floor is unmatched. Mark Andrews, another stellar day. You're not selling either one of these guys, and you're also probably not going and being able to buy either one of them either. Uh, Duvernay, uh, he's probably if he's on your waiver wire yet, that's probably got a target this week. Um, you know, yeah. it, don't I wouldn't be dropping like Dubs and stuff for him because I do think Dubs' role might grow a little bit more than Duvernay's will. Um, right. But but you know that's definitely a guy to target this week if you need some wide receiver uh, help. Uh, you know, you already mentioned Harris and Stevenson. Stevenson is a buy for me if you can. I think his role is going to grow. I think he is the better um, Swiss Army knife for them, you know, for mm-hmm. rushing and receiving. Damian Harris is not known for his receiving ability. Uh, Stevenson should be. Stevenson also, in my eyes, is a little better in pass protection as well. I think he's um, 
I think he will put his body in more harm than Damian Harris will, you know? So I, I definitely think that they his role is going to grow. So that's a, that's a buy for me. Um, you already touched on the Parker thing. That was another note I had here. That's definitely an outlier sell 100%. I fully agree mm-hmm. there. And do we have any update on the Mac Jones injury? I saw them like ho- helping him and his hobbled body into the locker room, um, you know, at, at the end of the game there. So any news on that or, or any thoughts on what we should do here with, with the uh, new England uh, pass catchers and, and running backs if Mac Jones is out. I'm not really too worried about those guys. If, if he is out because I'm not starting them in a lot of formats. Like I might be actually even more in favor of the running game. If they have to bring in one of those backups, um, who was, who was the guy that was kind of having a good preseason zap zappy. Is that how you pronounce his last name? Zappy. Zappy. Uh I'm trying to think of their their uh, their backups. Not sure. Well, they because they moved Stidham. They they moved him to the Raiders. Uh, let, me, let me pull it up here. Brian Hoyer and Bailey uh Zappy. Zappy's inactive, so you would probably assume Brian Hoyer Hoyer would step up and into into that spot. Uh, I can see if they have it says likely a high ankle sprain um from Mac Jones. And if that's the case, then yeah, he's gonna most likely be out for a while. He they looked said, in extreme pain. Like yeah, they, that's they they zoomed in on his face when he was hobbling down the steps, and it, it right. looked like his foot had fell off the the way his face was reacting. Right. So I, I'm going to assume it's not good. High ankle sprain, I believe, ended Saquon Barkley's season multiple times already. So like it's 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 not something to kid around with. So yeah, Brian Hoyer may be that guy, but you're not going to be able to sell a lot of these guys. You're not you now with that you probably can't sell Devonte because who's going to want him now, right? You could because of the production, but again, without a quarterback there, who are they, who are they going to believe in? And then Jacoby Myers, you know, obviously he was out this week. You know, you have the injury now com- compact on with the potential bad quarterback play going forward, that's going to be tough. And I feel like that still makes those running backs by candidates. What did you think about this one, Sage? Yeah, that's a tough sell for any Patriot receiver right now. Um, mm-hmm. I, I Obviously, I, I, I've been on uh, Stevenson on, on a buy candidate for a while now. And uh, I, was, I started him over Josh Jacobs this week just because nice. of the uh, – you know, the, the injury concerns. And I actually mm-hmm. believed in Stevenson, so I'm glad he came through for me for more fantasy points this week. Mm-hmm. Um, with the Patriots moving forward, um, yeah, I would try to uh, – you could try to sell, but I just don't think you're going to great value right now. Um, if you sell Devontae Parker, I agree with you. You need to sell him immediately. Mm-hmm. Um, and – Nelson Aguilar is not going to get you anything. So uh, at the end of the day, like you're really looking at Ramondre Stevenson as the only bright spot to sell. Mm -hmm. But but honestly, I think if you sell right now, you're selling too low. Yeah. I started uh, Nelson Aguilar today over Zay Jones. Ouch. Oh, no. no. It was was hurting me. I was like, man, because I, you know, of course I'm driving, watching the red zone or whatever. And I see Zay Jones uh, find the end zone and I start cheering. I'm like, yeah, Zay, that's my guy. And I'm like, oh. Fuck, I took him out. I took him out for Nelson. I took it was my my you know going through the morning rosters, going through the injuries and everything, and I had to take Jacoby Myers out of of a team. And I was like, oh, if Jacoby's out, I think I actually do want to start Nelson, where I picked him up off a waiver for free because he had you know kind of a decent week last week. I was like, well, you know, with with Myers out and Parker not really having a good start, you know, I feel pretty good about that. No, that was wrong. That was that was not good. Uh, So yeah, Zay Jones will be locked in going forward. 
not so much to Nelson Aguilar, who's probably a drop candidate because you probably do get Myers back next week. And that opportunity is really going to go out the window and you're not really going to know where those touches are going to get to. Ramondre Stevenson, I feel like might be that hot ticket. Like you guys were mentioning, if you have a Brian Hoyer or Bailey Zappi or Zapp, however the hell you pronounce his last name, probably a lot of dinks and dunks, probably a lot of, a lot of action for the, uh, for the running back. So we'll see what happens there. My God, can they get Jeff Wilson in the end zone? He's got 73 rushing yards, and they've only scored seven points. It's pissing me off. Got an anytime touchdown. I need it. Let's go. All right, we're going to hit a quick Russell, word. Russell Wilson looks so disappointing. Dude, someone just texted in like one of my leagues. Is like, what, what, is, what did he say? Cook, Russ, you fucking cook. Cook, Russ, you fucker cook. That's L-O-L. <laughs> yeah. It's like, do something. The old meme. Do it. Do something. All right, we're going to hit a quick word from our sponsors. We'll be right back after this. Uh, Did you guys know that the best day of the week is actually Monday, Thursday, and Sunday? Because it's NFL season, baby. It's our favorite time of the year. And whether you're into fantasy leagues, betting on your team, or just talking highlights around the water cooler, the NFL season just got a lot better thanks to the Elias Game Plan app. It's the ultimate sports betting and fantasy companion for the NFL, NBA, and MLB. The Elias Game Plan is the only sports app from the most trusted name in sports stats, the Elias Sports Bureau, the official statisticians of U.S. pro sports teams. Elias Game Plan is full of information and insights provided by the renowned research team, which means you uh, constantly get the information that keeps you up to date and that you can trust. This app gives you everything you need this season uh, to get the competitive edge, whether it's league-validated team and player news stats, head-to-head team comparisons ahead of their matchups, along with Elias key insights from the Elias statisticians, including injury impact analysis. Right now, you can elevate the NFL season with uh, downloading the Elias Game Plan app. That's E-L-I-A-S. And right now, I have a special offer for you. When you subscribe, you can get 15% off your annual subscription, but only if you use promo code SGPN15. That's SGPN15. Find the Elias Game Plan app or Elias Game Plan Sports Betting in the App Store or Play Store today and use that promo code SGPN15. Run Your Pool, introducing Run Your Pool VIP, a brand new subscription service for Run Your Pool that helps you get an extra edge against the books, plus exclusive access to real money pools. Get access to exclusive data to help with your weekly game picks, premium content like in-depth in-depth guides for how to dominate your pools and exclusive swag. The top line here is that if you're a serious sports fan, you need Run Your Pool VIP. Use code SGPNVIP at runyourpool.com slash VIP and get 50% off of your first month of Run Your Pool VIP. That's code SGPN VIP at runyourpool.com slash VIP. Yes, sir. All right, and we're back. We've got a couple of matchups left here. This next one was awesome. What a great game. The Vikings and the Lions. Good teams win, but great teams cover. Go Lions. Another lock for me this week at the plus six and a half. Felt really good about that one. Would have liked to seen a little bit more from Jared Goff. He had a solid week last week, and you know he passed the ball a lot. Um, you saw saw DJ Shark get used a little bit more often earlier in this game. Had three for forty six. Slowed down, obviously, down the stretch. I I feel like Josh Reynolds is like a must buy candidate at this point. Like we've seen it now for a couple of weeks. If you've been roughing through the waters with DJ Shark, I don't feel like you should be that concerned about picking up uh, Reynolds. So I believe did he lead the team in targets? Uh, yes, he did. He had ten. Yeah, t- six for 10 for Josh Reynolds. I think we need to take that a little bit more serious. It seems like him and Goff have a very good connection. I am not buying into the KJ Osborne hype. 
five for 73 and a touchdown. I, I got him in some dynasty leagues. Like, don't get me wrong. He's, he's on my bench, but I'm not rushing to get him into my lineup. I'm not rushing to get him off the waiver wire. You know, Justin Jefferson, three for 14. Obviously, he didn't have a great week last week. You're, if you can buy him, sure. I still don't think that people are going to give him up. He's the first wide receiver off of every draft board this year, unless you maybe had a Cooper Cup uh, realist. Um, but he's you got to believe in him. So I'm not looking to sell. I'm not really looking to buy because I still feel like his cost will be there. But if you can, if you can get a swap, by all means, do it, right? Like, no matter what, I'm not concerned about these last two weeks of Justin Jefferson. Not overly buying uh, KJ Osborne. If you can get him for low, cool. Uh, I would like to get him rostered maybe if you do own Thielen or you do own Jefferson just so you kind of have that little, nice little handcuff there because this team's still going to pass a lot. Other than that, concerned about Dalvin Cook. He dislocated his shoulder again. I don't know. When I was in you know sports, dislocating your shoulder, you know your coach just put that back in. You didn't really throw any dirt on it, but your coach would just call you a pussy if you didn't go back in, so that was pretty much it. I don't know the severity of this issue. He's obviously injured the shoulder before. I'm a little concerned. Like I mentioned earlier with like the Joe Mixon uh, bit, I wouldn't overly buy Alexander Madison. He's just not a guy that really flashes to me. Yeah, he found the end zone, but he's not he's not really a big efficiency guy. Like if he gets volume, yeah, sure. He'll he'll get some numbers, he'll get some stats, but so will anybody that gets volume. Like he's just not somebody that impresses me. Uh, what did you take away from this one, Andrew? You know, uh another just steady day from Kirk Cousins, right? Uh, 24, 41, 260, and two. Uh, you know, Kirk Cousins is a guy that's, he's a fine play every week, right? He's not going to hurt you, and he's not going to, uh, he's not going to win you the week. So, uh, what's Jake saying here, in case you guys are wondering, another three and out punt? <laughs> not another safety? <laughs> yeah, lovely. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, Vikings overall, I, I am a little concerned about Justin Jefferson, not, not to the extent of that. I'm not going to start him by any means, but it is, it is a little alarming that two weeks in a row now, big duds. I mean, this guy took the world by storm week one against the Packers. And then just since then, yeah, it just, I don't know. It, it sucks for him and it sucks for fantasy owners because you're Mm going to play him. You know, you're, you are forced to play him. You're not, you're never going to sit Justin Jefferson. So you got to take your, Take your uh, licks there with him. Um, I, I do think, obviously, there's obviously much better days ahead for him, but it is a little concerning. Uh, DeAndre Swift uh, was, you know, a, a little disappointing in my eyes here today. You know, he yeah, he was my number one running back this week. <laughs> number one. What the yeah, hell is I, going on? What is going on? I, I know he was a little injured. Um, you know, obviously, I think that that was just a little bit more maintenance than anything, but a little concerning there. Jamal Williams, though, fantastic day. 20 carries, 87 yards, two touchdowns. He was, uh, you know, involved in in the pass game as well. So, you know, Jamal Williams, if, if, if you want to go by him, I mean, I feel like he's a pretty safe guy to have on your bench, right? Like, you don't, you don't have to start him. But, man, if DeAndre Swift ever goes down, Jamal Williams yeah. is going to be – Lights out. Awesome. So that's, that's somebody that I might just go by and just keep in my bench for a little bit. See what happens to Deandre Swift. Um, you know, I, I fully agree with you on the KJ Osborne thing. I'm not buying in on that. This is going to be a fluky thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, th- this might happen a couple of times throughout the year, but you're never going to know when that's going to be. So right. I wouldn't be buying into him either. Um, again, I'm not buying into Adam Thielen either. That's a guy that I had a full fade on beginning of the year. And I'll just keep mm-hmm. riding that out. That's, that's not somebody I want to go by. If you right. do, want to buy him you know I, I can't fully blame you for it but i'm not going to recommend that you do that mm. um but i mean outside of that you know the the game was fun to watch but 
there wasn't too many things here that I took away that I fully am concerned about or, or want to dive in on. Um, you know, I, I agree with you on the Alexander Madison thing. He mm-hmm. would be a fine flex, a flex play, but it's not somebody I'm going to go after. And it's also not somebody that I'm going to feel very good about starting. Mm-hmm. If anything, I think the Vikings just pass the ball more. If Dalvin Cook, you know, if this injury is of a severe uh, you know, or he's going to be out a couple weeks. I think they're right. just going to pass the ball more. So it's not somebody I'm going to go after. But, um, you know, overall, the, the only thing I, I, I kind of disagree with you on the Josh Reynolds thing. I know he's been getting usage, but mm-hmm. I can't see this happening week in and week out. I think TJ Hawkinson is a better player than him. I think he should get more involved moving forward. And eventually, Jamison Williams is going to come back as well. So if you're in dire need at wide receiver, you know, in a deep league and want to pick him mm-hmm. up, that's fine. But in 12-team leagues, I'm probably not going to go out and, and try to grab Josh uh, Reynolds. I feel I'm getting Greg Dorch vibes. And there's no DeAndre Hopkins coming back. That's what I'm feeling here. That's, I don't know. I start, I've, I've started Greg Dorch two weeks in a row. So, um, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I'm not saying I'm rushing to get Josh Reynolds in my lineup, but I, I feel like he could have uh, have a role here. Uh, the only disagreement I had was, was Williams. Like, I, I feel like he's a sell candidate still. Like, I feel like Swift is going to be that guy. But you look at the red zone usage and you're just like, that's ideal. Like I, I want that usage, right? I just don't know if it's going to be trustworthy throughout the season. So I feel like if I can get a good, a, a good return on him, you know, if I lost, uh, you know, like a Mike Thomas this week, or I have some other struggling receivers, you know, I, I feel like he would be a decent buy. And you know, I, I agree with you. Hawkinson should be used more, right? But I, I feel like Shark hasn't taken off. Like he did have the, the touchdown in week one. He had a very disappointing week two. This week it was kind of a mixed bag, but in two two out of the three weeks we've seen Reynolds outproduce him. So it's tough to even say like Shark is that established number two right now, and he's a guy that I was high on. So it's it's a tough situ- situation. I do think he should be rostered. I w- I would be willing to spend a little bit of fob on Reynolds, no more than maybe like twelve percent, uh, especially if you've kind of like stocked up on your fob. Like if you haven't spent a lot, you know, in the first couple of weeks, I would maybe spend just a, a little bit more than maybe the average person would on Reynolds. What did you think about this matchup, Sage? I mean, it was a great game, great comeback from the Vikings. It was a great comeback from the Vikings. Um, if anything, the only the the only thing I really come out fantasy wise for me is if you did happen to have Alexander Madison uh, mm-hmm. on your bench, you need to sell him immediately. Take the yeah. best take the best value you can get right now while the oven is hot. You got to take advantage of this. Like I yeah. actually agree with agree. the Vikings passing more, but you could sell it. Like they're gonna run with him and actually like get mm-hmm. the get the, uh, a high value, so and I do think he's like a flex, but I think you could maybe sell him for a little bit higher. Um, but I, I at the end of the day, I think you can get something out of him right now while uh, Dalvin Cook is going through his injury. Um, Jared Goff, uh, you know, I think he. I mean, I think he's given his receivers a chance to be fantasy relevant, and I can yeah. I can understand with the Josh like going twelve percent. I actually agree with you on that, and no, that's actually very solid. I'm I'm, I'm gonna agree with you on that, and uh, I I think that Jared Goff, I, I'm not I'm not sure what you can get for him if you, if you need like a, like a low key QB, but I I just don't think that. Uh, He's that available to where teams will give him up like that. I don't know what type sure. of trade you have to get get to get him. So I, I mm-hmm. think right now he might just stay. Uh, his his value is still, still uh, even to me. 
Yeah, I, I, I can uh, I can sympathize with that. I actually started golf this week over Aaron Rodgers. I felt like he was going to have a good game. It was a good matchup. We've seen some really um, like that positive takes, that games. That takes guts, bro. That takes wow. Aaron, Rod- I, you said Jared Goff over Aaron Rodgers, bro. I, I did. Told you that. I would have told you that you should have done that. So that takes guts. <laughs> well, I get good. I got a good peyote guy, so you know, I I get weird with it. <laughs> <laughs> no, L-O-L. no, I just, I, I felt, yeah, I felt like the game script was going to be a lot better. You know, I, I felt like it was going to be a high scoring game and it, to be fair, it was, I mean, we, we hit a 52 total. Uh, I think we went over the, I don't know. I don't, I didn't take the, 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 the total pick in that one. I'm sure I did for the brand for the company, but I, I don't remember what it was. Um, but I, I believe that they hit the over, uh, you saw the Vikings, you know, roll back. And honestly, like the, the lions were kind of like who we thought they were, going into the fourth quarter. Like we were like, Hey, this, this team's turned around really positive direction. They're coming off of their first win. It looks like they're about to get their second. Right. And they were, they were doing this all on the road. So I still like what they've put together here. And yeah, I, I thought that golf was going to have a much better game uh, versus the Vikings than Rogers versus, you know, Tampa Bay, who's you know been kind of more stout defensively recently. So, I mean, they did only get two touchdowns. So, um, no other tidbits I have from that one. Yeah. Just Lions, not really heavy on Madison. Lions. What's that? Uh, the Lions, three and zero ATS, the cover Great cover win. machines. Great man. teams cover. Mm-hmm. I know, man. Dude, they were last year too. I I absolutely love it. Um, I've no, I've taken two of those, so uh, I w- I was very happy with the uh, the plus six and a half. And I was sitting there thinking, like, man, why didn't I take them on the money line? Why didn't I take that juice? Glad that I didn't. Glad that I didn't. You know what team I did take heavy on the money line was that goddamn the Buffalo Bills. <laughs> man. Adam, if you're watching, brother, I'm sorry. Like, man, yeah. that's 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 a tough one. And you guys got to break. You guys got to help me with this one again because I'm watching this in my car. I see the Dolphins blow this punt out of their own end zone, and then the next thing I see, the ball's at the other end of the field. How how did that happen? I I, I would have thought that the Bills would have taken over right there at the spot of the ball. It- it went out of the back of the end zone. It hit the dude in front of him and went out uh-huh. of the back of the end zone. So was that a safety then? Yeah. Okay, so they got two points for that, and that's just what I missed then. It was 17-21 when they kicked it then. That, that's what you're saying? Yeah. Okay, all right, gotcha. Okay, because I was like so confused. I was losing my mind. I'm like, shouldn't the ball be like right there? Shouldn't this just be like a walk-in Singletary touchdown? Like what's going on here, you know? And again, it's kind of confusing because I'm doing multiple things, but thank you for clearing that up because that was like, I had no idea what was going on. I'm like, why is the ball down there? Yeah, they and called it the butt punt. He uh, he he kicked the dude, the the blocker right in front of me. Kicked yeah the ball into his butt, and then it went out of the back of the end zone. I mean, Mark Sanchez, you are off the hook, sir. <laughs> you are you are redeemed. You are redeemed. Well, not really, because I'm sure that they lost that game. I it just it's crazy to me that the Dolphins won this game. Complete mental warfare with the humidity and just the discipline. Josh Allen, I feel like threw four times the amount of Tua, four to one. I, 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 or maybe five to one. I don't, I don't know what the math is, but when I was watching the game, I'm like, this. I, how are they going to lose? I had no, I had no clue. Allen had a great day, 400 passing yards, two touchdowns, led the team in rushing. But man, the Dolphins got it done. And I, I fantasy wise, like, there's really not much for me to take away from here. Uh, Chase Edmonds, I'm not, uh, I'm, I haven't been high on him. I guess I would say to sell in this in this circumstance, but I don't know what you'll even get because he only made his day on the ground with touchdowns, and I feel like that's not going to be the case. Singletary could be a potential buy, but I don't see him maintaining this week in and week out. I feel like he does have just a safe floor 
kind of being in that kind of a similar situation to Clyde Edwards Hilaire. Like, okay, you're just the guy, you know, the guys behind you, they're not so good. They're, they're, they're not, they're not there. Right. So I feel like Singletary could be a nice buy low, but I don't know how long he can maintain this. Um, Edmonds would be a sell for me Tua, man, again, tip of the cap, golf clap, not someone that I believed in, not someone that I'm still buying. I'm still not going to do it, but man, solid. I, I saw Josh Allen go up to him and just like fall on him. Like, you know, <laughs> Yeah, I saw someone put, you know, it's a bad day for the Bills when Josh Allen has to be consoled by Tua. <laughs> yeah, I, w- I would say so. And just like the whole end of the game, like, you know, you don't you don't want to see it end like that. Like you you you, you want to see the play, but hats off to the Dolphins, man. They they, they got it done. What would you think, Andrew? Uh, Well, Tua came back to earth from last week. You know, obviously last week he had a fantastic game. You know, this mm-hmm. week just – they were managing the game all game long. Like this game yep. was, it was slightly boring to watch. You know, I, I it, it wasn't, it wasn't because mm-hmm. the bills were plays on both sides constantly, just oh, constant yeah. offensive. Yeah. It, you know, and, and to a 13 for 18, 186 and one, you know, it, again, he managed the game. Well, um, I, I think the dolphins tried to make it a point to run the ball a little bit more with Jordan mm-hmm. Phillips out for the bills and the bills, you know, kind of being a little banged up this week. I, I think that they wanted to run the ball a little bit more than they have been. So mm-hmm. I am not buying the chase Edmonds thing. I actually sat him this week. I've started in the past two weeks, sat him this week cause he hasn't done anything. And then this week he goes out and gets two touchdowns. Like that's fantasy football for you, you know, in a nutshell, it's just insane. So I'm actually going to go try to sell chase Edmonds if I can right now. Uh, you know, I, that's definitely a sell candidate for me. Um, Waddle had a you know had a nice game four for 102 missed out on the touchdown unfortunately uh Tyreek Hill not a good day two for 33 you know that's gonna happen with him that's why I wasn't mm-hmm. high on him to start the year is I thought he was gonna have a lot of uh, you know he's he's boomer bust essentially in, in in my eyes right in, in right. this offense I think Waddle's a little bit more of a safer bet um just because of the role that he has with this offense um the Bills you know, like you said, Josh Allen, he threw it's it's a little over three times the amount that <laughs> that it felt uh, like a lot more, man. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He threw it, it felt like a times. lot more. Yeah. Sixty three times. Insane. Uh, one of the things that I uh, did take away from this is and it's because I have this exact same scenario in a league is I have Gabe Davis and I have Isaiah McKenzie. I started Gabe Davis because I, I couldn't I felt like I that's couldn't really pick. sit him. Right. Like right. That's I picked pick. him for a reason, you know, so mm-hmm. I. In hindsight, obviously McKenzie had a better day, but if if McKenzie's out there in any of your leagues and you can go buy him, if you have Gabe Davis or Diggs, I, I would definitely take McKenzie and put him on my bench because if one of those guys goes down, McKenzie's going to have a huge role in this. The Bills yep. use their slot receivers almost more than than any other team in the league in different ways. So uh, that's somebody I'm definitely going to go try by this week. Yeah, I know he had a good week, but obviously you know he's been a little up and down uh, first two weeks. So I'm definitely mm-hmm. going to go try to buy him in any of the leagues that I have. Uh, Diggs or um, or Davis in so you know that's a guy I like outside of that I I don't really want to take too much else away here a lot of the guys were on the sidelines getting getting a little maintenance due to the heat uh, Mm -hmm. you know and and humidity down there so I don't want to hold that against them I saw Diggs on his back for like four or five minutes getting worked on and I think it was just cramping and and stuff like that so I don't want to take too much away due to the weather uh, you know, it was definitely hot down there and, and you could see it in some of the players' eyes. But uh, I, I, I'll tell you what, for betting purposes, I don't care what the spread is next week. I'm taking the Bills because I think that they drop. I think that this loss is, is really going to stick with them this week. It's, it's really going to hurt. Um, and also Dolphins, 3-0, ATS. Didn't, didn't see that coming, to be fully honest. 3-0 straight up, too. Yeah. 
what do you think about this one sage oh man there's there's a lot to take away i think that the the bills absolutely gave this game away in every single possible uh opportunity that they could give miami this game it, it happened from the from the fumble that led to a touchdown mm-hmm. i mean it just went all – I mean, from the missed field goal when they, they took a lot of time off the clock and to not capitalize off of that and then then to go on downs. And, yes, they got the safety, but, I mean, a field goal right there, I mean, how – it was just disappointing to see what, uh, what the Bills did today. Uh, fantasy-wise, uh, I don't know how Zach Moss, you know, ended up having with a decent stat line. James Cook only getting one rush, uh, got more receiving. Yeah, I think he got four receptions. Mm-hmm. Nothing too much to take away. Uh, no more buy, no more buy less. Uh, no right. sell. I think they're just. It's just what it is. What it is from from beforehand. Uh, Tua. Uh, he looked. I mean, this is a good Buffalo Bill team, and yes, they were without their start, a lot of starters uh, missing from mm-hmm. the lineup. But I think it's so it's impressive to just make get this win, and I think that they the Dolphins can build off of this, and the Bills are scratching their head like, how do we let this one go out of our hands? No, I I agree. It was it was it was a tough finish for sure uh, for the Bills, and they were sweating it out in the heat, like Andrew had mentioned. A huge advantage for the Dolphins right now. Obviously, that'll fade a little bit as we get closer. You know, November, December, it's going to get a little bit more wet than it is. You know, going to be hot in in, uh, in South Florida. So that'll be interesting to see how um, not just the opponents coming into Florida, but also how the Dolphins handle it too. You know, when those balls get a little bit more wet, I don't know, is, is Tua still going to have the most accurate balls in the NFL? We'll see. I don't know. Um, not yeah, not really any like buy or sell candidates here. You know, you like him. You kind of like to see James Cook in those four catches, though. If you're a dynasty owner, you know, you kind of like to see that little bit of progress yeah, get there. Zach Moss out of there, man. Give James Cook more work. They, I mean, honestly, like Zach Moss wasn't that bad. He had what <sighs> four for forty something yards. Yeah, four for forty six, I think. Yeah, that's that's leading as far as the running backs go. As far as rushing, I mean, Allen led the team, but he had eight for forty seven. He needed eight. double the amount of touches. Andrew, yeah. let me let me just get one more good week out of Zach Moss. Let me trade him, <laughs> and then we'll go back to get James Cook the ball. I, I, there I you go, you, bro. There Man. you go. No, I mean, they're they're using all those guys. And I know a lot of people felt like, oh, you know, they wanted J.D. McKissick. So James Cook will have that role. That was Devin Singletary. It's it's still his, you know, and, and it's similar to this next matchup we're going to talk about with the Chiefs and the Colts. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, like, you got to get him out. You got to. I mean, I, have, I haven't been on him at all. I know that there's some people that are high on him because of the situation, similar to some of the other narratives that we talked about on the show tonight. But seven for zero? Yeah, he scored a touchdown. Sure, that's great, but he is not the running back that you want to trust week in and week out. Whether he's your third running back or he's at, you know locked and stocked in your second spot, you're not going to be able to trust him going forward. Absolute sell candidate to me. That has no buy low potential to me whatsoever. I do not want any bit of Clyde Edwards-Helaire. I've been saying it. I'm doubling, tripling, quadrupling down on it. No, thank you. Mahomes led the team in rushing with 26 rushing yards. That's awful. That's terrible. I am going to put it out there. MVS should be a buy low candidate. He has back-to-back weeks with seven targets. I feel like this is going to start getting better. He progressed from last week, had a couple more catches. I feel like it's going to start to grow. We're not seeing Juju starting off great. He did wind up finishing the game with a decent stat line, uh, five for 89. You'd like to see him catch the touchdown. 
I was a little disappointed in Kelsey. Felt like he would have had a bigger day. This was a Colts team that was still still missing Shaq Leonard, and they held all rushers to under 30, 30 yards. That's inexcusable to me. I'm sorry. Like, yeah, they got some good guys up front, but when they're missing their like best player on their team outside of Jonathan Taylor, that's a that's an issue for me. Um, yeah, side sell Clyde. Juju is pretty even keel. You know, you know, if you want to target him, cool. If you want to get rid of him, eh, I I'm I'm not complaining. Um, I feel like you're like a week a week too late to sell CH. I mean, you, you should have sold him last week. If you, yeah, exactly. Yeah. People you have buy- a ton of curb you- appeal to the the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, me and Emerson yeah, have talked agree, about it a ton. Like that. people just oh, he's red and white. He's playing with Mahomes. He's on my team. Get get him on my roster. Yeah, that's right. Most touches at the running back position. Sure, I'll take it. Yeah, no, I agree with you. Like last week would have been the time to sell him, and I'm sure I said that said that last week because. I have not been an advocate of his all off season. I still even said like week one, like I'm pretty sure week one was still better than week two production. Sell, like get rid, get rid of him. It, it's, it could be his best week. And that was the situation that he had it as a, a rookie against the Houston Texans in week one. We all was like, oh, we're all right. He's going to be a top ten running back. And then as the weeks went on, we lowered our fists aggressively. I, I avoided him the entire time. So I've, I've not me. I bought, I bought zero <laughs> stock from the beginning. Yeah, not me. I had some stock uh, early on, and I've gotten rid of it. Um, McKinnon's not really anything to target. Same thing with Pacheco. Uh, I did start Alec Pierce this week in, in a 20-team league, so take that with what you will. I don't know. It's eight tar- or eight catches, not targets, excuse me, for Pittman. He seems to just be the passing offense. Any of these guys that you guys might like to buy in, maybe like Jelani Woods or Pierce or Hines, what do you guys think? Yeah, I agree with you on the MVS buy. Definitely go buy MVS. Mm-hmm. Uh, Juju as well. If somebody's willing to move him, I'll take Juju as well. Uh, sure. I am not going to buy the Jelani Woods. Jelani? 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 Whatever. Either way. Jello. Yeah. Either way, not buying him. Right. Uh, you know, th- he's giving me the OJ Howard of week one vibes, right? Two, you know, two touchdowns and yes, then boop. So I like where not, he went there. Yeah. Do do not buy. Um you know, welcome back, Michael Pittman, eight for nine, uh, 72 yards, no touchdowns, but, you know, good day. Obviously, Matt Ryan locked in on him. You know, he's mm-hmm. he is the guy there. So, you know, Pittman, I, I'm not going to sell Pittman. Um, I, I did see some people around Twitter saying that he's a potential sell candidate for them. I, I don't want to because I think that this is now giving them a little bit of confidence and with confidence in a quarterback comes better play. So I, I'm not selling Pittman. Uh, you know, and it was a down days for the Chiefs, right? Like uh, overall, mm-hmm. they just did not play very well. Travis Kelsey had a touchdown that salvaged his day, but overall, you know, they they didn't play very well. And I'm not going to really hold this against them because I think everybody was on the Chiefs every now and again. A really good team has a letdown week. I think next week they're going to come out and blow the bricks mm-hmm. off of. I'm not even sure who they play, but I think they're going to just. And no, actually, I think they play the the Bucks. Uh, either mm-hmm. way, I think that they're just going to come back out and show people again that they are the Chiefs. I do agree with you guys on selling CEH. I actually have him in at least half of my leagues. I will probably have to keep him in a couple because it's deeper, uh, a deeper league, and I, I don't think I'm going to be able to get what I want for him. But in some of these redrafts, you know, 12-team leagues, I definitely think that he is is a viable uh, sell candidate. So um, outside of that, I, I don't really have too much else to take that you guys haven't already said here. Um, yeah, don't buy Jelani Woods. That is, you know, red alert, do not buy. Please save your fab. What do you think, Sage? 
Man, Andrew's on fire, bro. I definitely I agree with him on on the last point he just made, especially. And mm-hmm. uh, if I if I'm with him, like like with like he has like half his stock with the CH and deeper leagues. I, I don't think this is the right time to get rid of him in deeper leagues. Like you got to strike when the iron's hot. Like he gets a hundred hundred yard game, two two TDs, and yeah, I'm getting rid of him like that week. I'm looking to push really heavy. Uh, that's if I'm in a deeper league. I want to sell him on this type of week and sell low. There's no, there's no point in doing that. Um, I think that uh, I'm with y'all on the MVS, and I'm with mm-hmm. I'm with buy I'm with I'm with uh buying with him. I don't know about Juju. I don't. I think Juju uh, stockholders believe that he's a little bit better than what he is, and I don't mm-hmm. I don't know if you'll get a necessarily good buy with that. If you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, fair. Yeah, that, that's fair. I Like I said, I think he, you know, coming out of this game, stock is pretty steady. Like, it hasn't gone up incredibly, hasn't gone down. If you believe in him, I don't hate targeting him. If you want to sell him, I think that you could get a, you know, respectable return or swap. Uh, Denver, by the way, did just take the lead. Uh, yeah, First why lead can't that be Javante Williams? Get Melvin Gordon out of there. Jesus. Yeah, they're going for sell, two right now. Sell Gordon immediately. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no two-pointer. We got an 11-10 game here. Could have swore this is like a baseball score, but whatever. It's all good. All right. Uh, let's see. We got a couple of games left here. We got Tennessee and the Raiders. Sage, I'm going to let you start with this one. Tell me about your uh, your Raiders here. What do we got to be worried about and what bright spots are there? I'm just worried about their consistency. I think the offense is – is this might be the best 0-3 Raider team in my entire uh, 29 years of life. I, I've seen a lot of bad 0-3 Raider teams, and – uh, this team is a lot better than what they they appear. Mm-hmm. Um, they just it, it it takes the little things in cleaning up. I mean, if they finished the Cardinal game last week, and you know they they don't struggle in the red zone today. You're looking at a two and one Raider team, and and right. uh, give the Chargers credit. I think that they just played phenomenal that week. And uh, now you're you're looking at an O and three Raider team that's searching for their soul right now. Uh, not to have a win right now after three weeks is for how good this team knows that they are. I think that it's uh, truly disappointing. And I think there's a lot of soul searching that they have to go through this week. Uh, Derek Carr has to clean up. I think he's missing some easy targets and his receivers were also missing some easy targets. I mean, the second mm-hmm. play before the, the Hollins touchdown, I mean, how easy was that touchdown? Yeah. The guys just dropped it. I mean, um, Darren Waller, as much as it, it hit his fingertips, uh, he could have easily caught that, and it would have been a different game. It says a tip pass and it's a pick. I mean, there was a there. There's just Raiders just had to clean it up. They're they're a lot better than what they are. Defense didn't show up till the second half and then played phenomenal. I mean, shut out half. Um, but the first half, they looked like they were about to get ran through. So mm-hmm. I it just, it, it's a little, it's just an inconsistency. Uh, and, and, and I expected it from the defense, but the offense, um, I expected them to gel a little bit better in Josh McDaniel's offense. And I think it's, I think they're, they've, they've been struggling and it's, it's apparent and they're all in three because of it. Yeah, fair enough. What about Matt Collins? I, I feel like he should be a, a steady buy candidate right now. 18 targets in the last two weeks. You have, I, I, I definitely would buy him. And that's, that's uh, how much, how much fab you spending? Maybe, maybe 15. 
percent. But it, mm-hmm. how, how much? You, how what would you recommend if you if you were gonna buy him? Would you? Would you I'd, I'd spend more on him than Reynolds. That's for sure. I would be probably willing to go to fifteen percent. I'm with that. Is that crazy, Andrew? Uh, no, but I'm definitely gonna be on an island here. I, I just. I think that the offense, if they're going to be good, has to run through Adams, Waller, and Renfro. I know Renfro wasn't mm-hmm. there, which is why I think Matt Collins has, you know, had a, an even better second, you know, uh, second chapter of, of of his book. Right? You know, last week he mm-hmm. was good, this week he was good, but there was no Renfro. So I'm not a buyer on Matt Collins. I, I'm not going to. Again, I, I don't blame anybody for doing it. I just have a hard mm-hmm. time seeing that moving forward. He's gonna is he going to supplant Renfro? I doubt it, right? And he's definitely not supplanting Adams. I agree with that. I agree with that, Andrew. That's a good point you just made. Yeah, I mean, I I guess I got to get more info on Renfro, like if he's going to be solid. I mean, in in week two, you know, he didn't didn't play well, and Holland still played pretty good. I think he had eight targets last week. He had 10 targets this week. So... Yeah, I mean it's it's a bit of a splurge. I I'd say I, I I mean I would I'm I feel more comfortable spending on him. You know when I'm looking at like the the deep threats there, like him and Devontae haven't been able to establish really you know a big uh, deep connection. I think he had less than 50 yards last week too, didn't he? Only had 36 receiving yards this week. I mean yeah, if those two wake up, then sure you know you'd probably back down for Matt Collins a little bit, but. I mean, he had he did just as well as like a guy like Devontae Smith this week, um, who was another one that blew up like that. Uh, I was about to say Reynolds, but he did, had just under a hundred. Um, yeah, Osborne had a good day. Yeah, Os- yeah, Osborne and uh, who was it? Oh, Alave had a had a crazy number, had a, had a crazy receiving. Those guys, I feel like we're like, oh yeah, yeah, we'll we'll, we'll take that type of production. We'll, we we want to get that on our roster, and I get it because Renfro familiar with with uh, with Carr. Waller familiar with him. Adams clearly, you know, potentially even the most familiar with him, and he hasn't even been playing with him, right? So I get it; those connections are there. But <clears throat> what we're seeing again, it feels like those other situations, like like a Dorch or uh, a Reynolds or something like that, where these guys that aren't getting that coverage from the defense, that priority, they're making their days, right? And like we're just talking about the Raiders, they're struggling not just on offense but on defense as well. They had a bad start. Sure, they were able to rally, but that bad start led to this game flow, and it led to the positives for these receivers, and you still didn't see Adams boom. So I, I think that Hollins just has to be owned, right? Like, he he needs to be rostered. Well, what you want to spend on him to get him, you need to know your league better than I do, of course. So obviously, you know, take that with, you know, you know a grain of salt, right? I think 15, 12 to 15% is perfectly adequate from what I've seen thus far, um, especially, again, if you've been holding on to your fob. If you haven't spent a lot, 15%, you know, you're you're dropping 15 bucks, you know, out of 100 if you haven't spent anything yet. 85 bucks going from week four on, you should be just fine as long as you manage it well. Uh, we got we got one left. We got Chicago-Houston. Pretty ugly. I'm very close to the situation. Justin Fields, <laughs> Justin Fields just does not look it, man. Like you would you would mention Wentz holding onto the ball. Fields is holding onto it way, way too long. Like Okay, I get it. They don't want to let him pass. Only 17 attempts again. I think he had 16 last week. They need to move that needle forward for sure. But, man, it's I, – I really don't know. I'm, I'm feeling like I want Jimmy Garoppolo on this roster right now for next season. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know if we're going to be able to trust him going, going forward because he just cannot throw the ball, whether it's the game plan or just, you know, him, you know, not hitting his marks 8 for 17 – we see guys throw, you know, for low volume a lot in, the, in this league, and they still finish better than that. Like Tua was what thirteen for eighteen, one more pass attempt. You know what I mean? Like if you're not going to throw a lot, then you need to make those looks very efficient. Still disappointed in Mooney. Still disappointed in Komet. 
If you can move them, cool. But they are not buy targets. They're you're not you're not spending even cheap assets on them. I'm, I'm sorry. Like between the two, we were uh, me and Cody from Smash Hit Sports yesterday. We're cutting it up, talking about who would finish with more fantasy points. I believe Komet had more today, but it was literally from defense. He got a tackle and he forced a fumble somehow. I I didn't catch that. That definitely wasn't on red zone. Uh, very disappointed. All that being said, we're two and one, <laughs> and we take on the Giants next week, which I. We may lose, but it's a still a pretty friendly matchup. Very concerned about David Montgomery, but it sounds like he's day-to-day. I don't want to overspend on Khalil Herbert, but if you own David Montgomery, you should get him on your roster. So I don't know if he's going to have standalone value on his own, on his own because Montgomery it doesn't sound like he's going to be gone very long. It's kind of another one of those situations that we talked about earlier, like that one- to three-week window. I don't know if you overspend on Herbert in that time frame. If it was season long, if you got more info on Montgomery that says like, hey, he's going to be out for a longer time than maybe. Um, but if he's somehow on the waivers, like he needs to be owned. Like I'm sure in, there's some 10 team leagues where he's available. You need to get Herbert on your roster. And I really don't care what you spend. He had an amazing game. Nothing from the Texans. They were, they, they stunk. I got nothing. Uh, yeah, so I, I got a few notes here. Uh, you know, you already alluded to it, but the Bears are not doing fields any favors by not letting him throw more. I, th- I think he needs to throw more because he has two good viable weapons in Cole Komet and Darnell Mooney. You know, they, they are good options for him. And the difference between him and Wentz with him holding on to the ball is that he can actually run the ball well. Wentz cannot. He looks goofy out there. So, right. you know, uh, at least there when he's holding the ball, I think, all right, he might be able to to break through here and gain 20, 30 yards, right? Like he has that ability to do so. So I don't mind him holding on to the ball a little bit like that. I do think that they do need to do him some more favors and uh, call some, some better pass plays. I mean, some of their, some of their pass plays are, are just like Washington's very vanilla looking. And it's just, it's easy to cover. I don't like that. Um, I, mm-hmm. I do a little bit disagree with you and, and I don't want to say it's too much of a disagreement as more of, I'm, I'm a little bit more higher on him, but Herbert, I think, can have some standalone value. You know, he, the coaching staff is not loyal to David Montgomery. You know, they, they came in mm-hmm. and inherited him. I think that they like Herbert more. I mean, they didn't make him go out there and sell, what was it, peanuts or whatever during the, mm-hmm. uh, during the preseason. So I, I do think Herbert has some standalone value. That's somebody I'm definitely going to go try to, to, to pick up or, or buy, uh, you know, buy on. Mm-hmm. Um, Pierce had a, had a pretty decent day, you know. I think he might be a little bit matchup dependent, though, moving forward. I, I've seen that now it looks like it's the matchup that has to be good for him to, to really have a good day. So he might be a mm-hmm. good sell candidate now if you, you know, if you're inclined to. I, I still like Damian Pierce. I like that they're, they're going to give him the work and he is the guy on the Texans that if they're going to, if they're going to run the ball effectively, it's going to be Damian Pierce. So, right. I, you know, I'm, I'm not personally selling him, but I do think he could be a potentially good sell candidate. Uh, you know, it was nice to see that they finally actually realized that they had Cole Komet on the team and actually used him a little bit. It was not what it should be, but they at least looked his way this week. I mean, good Lord, they didn't even look at him in the first two weeks. So it was nice that he uh, at least caught the football and touched it this week. Um, and the only other note, again, is Mooney needs to get more involved. I mean, this dude was was fantastic last year. They need to get him more involved. He's a good wide receiver. Trust him. Get him down the field. Let him burn some people. Let him score some touchdowns, you know, and, and that's really the end of the story, right? Like the, the Bears just need to call better offensive pass plays. Just get your playmakers involved in the game. That's it. Yes. What do you got to your stage? Well, first off, I think a lot of uh, 
lot of credit goes to Pete Carroll for uh, avoiding the Justin Fields trap and, and sending him to the to the Bear, uh, getting the Bear, getting him from the Bears. Uh-huh. I think that they dodged a bullet. Um, I I I'm I'm very disappointed in Justin Fields. I think that they are masking and trying to get him to do as less as possible to just mm-hmm. get get by and win games. I mean, they don't trust him, and you have guys like I I thought. I thought Nick Foles was was frustrating. I think that Justin Fields frustrates me even more. I mean, Mooney was yeah. always open, in my opinion, and mm-hmm. Nick Foles was always missing him on like wide open fifty plus yard plays. I mean, yep. Uh, I, I remember watching so much Mooney film, and it, it, it almost reminds me of how disappointing DJ Moore was to me. Like those two yep. guys, I think um, they're definitely by by now. Like. Whoever's selling them low, just go buy them. And I look at this punt. Oh wow! Um, what happened? Oh no! Oh, okay, he got it. He got it. Oh my goodness! I know. I got the, I I like, got the Niners whoa. money line. I need. I need some love here. Yeah, so do I. <laughs> okay, I was like, I'm like, hold on, I couldn't even like resist like saying something. But yeah, he re- he recovered it. We're we're okay for now. <laughs> Not too much to say about the Texans, but uh, I, I'm definitely uh, I'm uh, if people are selling low on D- David Montgomery, I would buy high on him too, and for the yeah. right price. Like don't don't overpay. Like I think he, he, he he's, his value just decreased a lot, so mm-hmm. it's a perfect time to go get him. So I think it, it compared to what it was last week. Like oh absolutely opinion. yeah. No, absolutely. I, I mean, if you want to go out and stash Mooney on your bench, just make sure you're giving up bench players for him. That's all. Just, you know, someone that someone's going to have some interest in. Like, I would trade Alexander Madison for Mooney as long as the Cook injury isn't crazy. And you might be able to get someone to pull that off because there's just that perception that the Bears stink. And, like, to be perfectly honest, their offense does. Uh, Roquan, pay that man please. No, pay man, him like Aaron Rodgers. I don't even care. <laughs> you okay? are so lucky he didn't leave. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, you have. I mean, they weren't going to let him go. There's, there was no reason to, to, to honor that. If he doesn't want to play, then you know, you, you. They called his bluff. It, that worked, right? They say that they're still trying to extend him. Man, you better do it now before he gets even more leverage in those uh, negotiations, because that's going to be the case here. Um, go, I mean, he's just been their pulse. You know, like you look at the the tackle totals. You look at the interception this week. Man, he won that game for them. I mean. How much is a win worth to you? Open up the checkbook, the Bears. Come on now. K- killing me. Oh, my goodness. What happened? Oh, Game. my goodness. Thanks, Jeff. Thanks a lot. It was a great game. Of course. Another fumble in my lineup. I Rashad Bateman, Wilson Jr., Aaron Jones, Russell Gage. My God. I, I know I'm complaining here. I'm beating my opponent 164 to 69, but... Oh Jesus! Clean it up, guys. Come on, hey, he still has CD Lamb. You know, oh, okay, they'll put up a respectable total of seventy-five points. It'll be fine. You know the the week I need Denver to lose, they win, and just vice versa. Ah, just so frustrating. No, I mean it felt like the Niners had this one too. I mean they, they I mean they were in the driver's seat the entire game. I'm, I'm, I mean I really don't blame it on Garoppolo, but man, like. I felt like they were going to have this one. Decent game from Kittle, four for twenty-eight in his first game. Ayuk had that touchdown on that pick play. <laughs> I don't know if you guys saw that, but like they had the—I I don't know if it's Ed Hockley or whatever referee, um, you know, head referee the guy that they have in the booth. But he's like, that was illegal. That touchdown shouldn't have counted. Debo's a criminal, and so are these referees. 
It's like, man, it's kind of harsh. You're just like completely blown up on your refs on the spot here, man. Don't you guys have like a union or something? <laughs> My goodness. All right. We are going to head out for the night. Looks like the Denver Broncos are going to get their first or sorry, second win of the season. Excuse me. Looks like they're going to take home a W here. Me and Andrew are taking some money line losses, but I did hit the Cortland Sutton catch prop. I uh, hope you I hope you took uh, Kramer's first uh, first half money line parlay because that did hit. Thank you, Kramer. Nice. Good stuff. What was it? Uh, Just- it was. Oh, man. It so I, I only put five bucks on it, but it paid one seventeen. I think so. It was it was a pretty decent. Uh, but it right, was five teamer first the first half parlay. So he gives us that every week, everybody. Nice, good stuff, good stuff. The boss giving out uh, free money. I like yeah, it. Man. I don't. I don't, I, I don't disagree with boss. that. <laughs> All right, Andrew, let them know where they can find you. Sage, let them know where they can find you. Ah, uh, you find me at Twitter at a rob twenty three. That's a r a u b twenty three. Tell them where they can find you, Sage. You can find me at Twitter at, at Sage Dub. Sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> right on, right on. You can follow us on Twitter at SGPN Fantasy. Go smash the fantasy tab at sportsgamblingpodcast.com. We've got weekly rankings. We've got IDP, Dynasty, Devi content, redraft, start sits, everything that you need to conquer your fantasy football league. We will be back every Sunday night recapping every week of the NFL fantasy season. And I'm also here on Saturdays previewing. Uh, Take care, be well, be good. And if you can't be good, you got to be good at it. We'll see you.